Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, on today's episode, we have back with us Jeff Wilson of Instruments of Freedom in Worcester, Ohio, which, if you don't know, is your one-stop shop for all things firearms in Wayne County. They do training. They do sales. Uh, they, they do uh, transfers if you're looking to ship stuff out of state or if you're doing a, a personal sales from you know, household to household. That's a great thing to do is go in there, allow them to like basically take possession of the firearm, run the backgrounds check and transfer it over to, to the other person so you don't have to worry about it. And then it's all out of your name and all legal and above board. I mean, obviously you don't have to do that, but it's a good thing to do just to protect yourself for sure. And also we have back with us Agent Tom. Now, we always love to get together with these two, and unfortunately, Ethan wasn't able to join us, which is Jeff's partner. Uh, he was busy and had some things going on, so unfortunately, it was just the three of us, so we don't get to bullshit with Ethan this time, but hopefully next time, he'll be able to join us. And we love these conversations, well, I love these conversations, because sometimes, like, even like today, like we, we literally were like, we're coming into it, going, hey, I don't know, what are we going to talk about? I don't know, what do you guys want to talk about? Where I said, hey... We talked about the election in the last podcast, so I really don't want to cover that. If it comes up, we can talk about it. It's no big deal, but I don't want to just cover that. So we ended up just kind of starting bullshit. We talked about training, uh, some classes and stuff that Jeff has going on, some things that uh, Tom has done. And it was it was just, it started off and we started talking about how society is right now and the division that's going on and all with with everything and how people are so upset about everything. And it was, it was a really interesting podcast and it was... It's just, it's always a lot of fun sitting down with these guys, and I have a blast. Well, hopefully you guys enjoy these conversations as much as I know that we do <laughs> making them. <laughs> but without any further ado, please sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have back with us some of our favorite guests, Jeff Wilson of Instruments of Freedom. How are we doing today? And Agent Tom. Good morning. So we like to have uh, these kind of conversations with these two. Well, I like to have these conversations with these two <laughs> because we always have a great time together. So uh, Jeff, uh, why don't you uh, kick off and like tell people who haven't listened to older podcasts a little bit about, little bit about your company, what you guys do, and maybe some things you have coming up. Yeah, I'm one of the partners at uh, Instruments of Freedom Tactical Weapons Training Group in Worcester, Ohio. Uh, we teach law enforcement, military, as well as civilians and different types of weapon systems, uh, field care, uh, tactical medicine, if you will. Uh, basically a stop the bleed, you know, tourniquets, uh, wound packing, different type of hemostatics, and really getting you a little deeper into taking care of someone. Uh, we have classes every weekend. We have classes through the week. We also have uh, product that we sell because we have retail space. And you guys are open back now teaching classes. Everything's oh, yeah. good to go. They can go yeah. online. They can sign up. Yeah, classes have been what's keeping us open because, as everybody knows, you can't get ammo. You can't get firearms yeah so the storefronts kind of hurt yeah storefront. yeah exactly yeah. 
And uh, that's that's one way, you know, other than the classes that I've helped keep it open is bringing my own stash of ammo that I've collected over, you know, however many years and and uh, selling that. So it's hard to have a class with no ammo. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, right. you can't, you kind of can't teach anything. So uh, what, what what's the big kind of classes you have coming up that you're like, really uh, excited for right now? The one that I'm most excited about is, is June 23rd through the 26th of 2021. It is a four-day precision rifle course. Everyone will be using an SR-25 Knight's Armament. What's that? People don't know what it's that is. It's a 308 variant. Uh, it's the civilian variant of the M110, which is a... AR platform semi-automatic 308 rifle that the military uses. Yep. So the SR25 is the civilian variant. We will everyone will use one of those. Everyone will have a Leopold 3 to 18, or I'm sorry, 36 to 18, um, Mark 5 HD <clears throat> with the Tremor 3 reticle. Now, now hold on a second, because when you sent that that email out originally about that class, it was like four days semi-automatic precision class, which normally you guys do bolt action, which, right? Which is kind of different. So that's kind of fun, yeah. Because like I had just shot a buddy of mine's uh, uh, AR um, that was uh, set up for like kind of long range stuff. And we were like planking rounds off, like hitting a inch and a half plate, you know, at a hundred yards. And I was sure. like, this is this is cool. This is a lot of fun. Like yeah. I need to build me one of these because I've built all my ARs for like close quarter combat, whether right. it's my, my battle rifle or my PCC that I've built, my nine millimeters, so I can yep. practice with cheaper rounds. And right, plus, right, right. it's just a shit ton of fun to shoot. Absolutely. And uh, and I and I saw that email come through and I saw the price and you had it listed as like $6,800. I'm like, oh, right. okay, well, shit. I, he put an extra zero on there, $700. That's actually really cheap for a four-day class. Right. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm reading down through the email and it says there's a, there's a deposit of $500 right. and the remainder of the $6,300. Whoa. Right. That's not yeah. an accident. What the fuck is this? Yeah, no. I'm what's like, so? Holy shit! Did you get the second? E- I was so well, excited you, you writing did. that that I forgot in the first email to say after the class, the students keep their rifle, rifle. they yeah. keep the glass, they keep the Atlas bipod. Um, if anybody wants the Knight's Armament Suppressor, I'm gonna whatever my dealer cost is. That's your cost. And let's be honest, that's um, like an eight thousand to nine thousand dollar package. Yeah, right we there. we added up with a four day rifle course with all of the stuff at retail, it was uh, $9,300. So, I mean, you're getting a huge... Yeah. You're, you're saving almost $2,500. If that was something you were looking at getting, oh um, Yeah, absolutely. Shit. We've yeah. got one spot left. That's not out, of, su- out of 10. That is, that is not surprising. Out of 10 spots. Because like, I, I, spot I had to go look up the rifle. I had to see how much that at- costs. I had to look up the scope, <laughs> see how much that costs. Yeah. I'm looking at the bipod. I'm like... That's like more than the class already. <laughs> like, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. The, Plus your guys' time and everything else. Yeah. Like, that's a hell of a deal. What we're getting out of is we're becoming Knights Armament dealers. That's oh, nice. what we're getting out okay. of. It. So I figured because they have like a $30,000 buy in or okay. somewhere in there. I can't remember the exact number, but it's a huge buy in. And for like a week or two, I was racking my brain, like, how do I come up with this money? And I was reading through the dealer agreement. And you're not allowed to discount the guns, which I like because every de- everybody who's actually a dealer, you're going to make a little bit of money. Yeah. Where the price lot, is the price. The price is the price. Where a lot of guys like Daniel defends, you know, oh, we've got this one. It retails for 25 but this year we're having a sale at twenty two ninety nine. It still saves you 200 bucks, but it costs the dealer $200. Yeah. So, so anyhow, we're getting that out of it. And uh, I was, like I said, racking my brain. How do I come up with the money? And reading through the dealer agreement, I called my soon-to-be dealer rep, and I'm like, hey, if I was to run a class and I just covered the costs, is that okay? And he goes, 
once you get the gun, he goes, you can sell it for whatever you want. You just can't advertise it less than retail, and you can't put it online or anything like that for less than retail. Oh, okay. So you still have the opportunity you to still, do deals if you want to. Yeah, so if you someone comes in. advertise. Yeah, someone comes in, I think, I, I, and I can't remember what retail. It's either forty nine ninety nine or fifty one ninety nine. I can't remember the actual cost of the rifle. But if someone comes in and says, hey, I'll give you forty seven, and you're making a couple hundred bucks, you're like, Pfft. Yeah, why not? You know, give someone a good deal. You get that reputation. They're going to tell somebody else, come in, come in, come in. And a little bit of the pie is better than no pie at all. Yeah, of course. But you can't, re- you can't. Uh, I don't want to say, it, you can't advertise it, hey, we sell them under retail. Well, that makes sense. All right. So, all right, so if people want to learn more, I mean, obviously, if they want to get in that class, you better hurry up. Yeah, there's absolutely. There's one, spot, one left. spot left. So if that was a rifle you're looking at, here's a good deal for you. There he is. Uh, but where, where can they go to find out more about you they, guys and sign up for classes? They can go right to uh, the website, www.ioftwtg.com. Um, phone numbers, everything are there, or you can stop by at 426 East Liberty Street in Worcester, Ohio. And you guys are on Facebook and Instagram as well? Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And what are your what are your call signs I for that? I couldn't tell you. Damn it, Ethan Jeff. takes care of all that. <laughs> if you go to the website, it has all the little symbols you just click on. Oh, uh, <laughs> shit. I should have wrote it down. It's my fault. Um, uh, I know I've got it in the show notes. So it'll be in the show notes. You're talking to an old guy. I, I mean, know, <laughs> I know. But it's, it's, it's part of business. you got to yeah, tell people these absolutely. things. Absolutely. Um, I'll have it in the show notes. As I know I have that information from Ethan, so we'll, we'll get you guys taken care of. Rock and roll. So, uh, Agent Tom, what's going on, sir? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, what, what have you been up to recently? <laughs> Oh, not a lot. Any any classes? Any training? Uh, well, we did a. I did an active shooter response down in uh, Cincinnati. I uh, got those guys out there. You got to speak up a little bit there. Oh, sorry, man. Uh, I got the people down in Cincinnati. Did an active shooter uh, training. We uh, we took them. We had a building all to ourselves, nine uh, nine stories, and God, that had to have been fun. Yeah, we worked them out. I mean, they, uh, you know, we started on the first floor, the first round, and then we took them up to the ninth floor and watched them. So, so you went in and you were the active shooter yep. and they were responding to yep. you. So you're giving them training. Yep. Yep. So what we, we, what we do is we run them. Uh, it, it's done in phases. So we have, first we have active shooter where you have everybody in the building part of it and you have the run stop, you know, run, hide and fight kind of deals with the, with everybody in there. But then uh, we also do responses with the response team. So this is purely just a response team training against a single active shooter. So we brought them in, and it was supposed—the first one was supposed to be really uh, scripted. But you know how how uh, Type A personalities are—they <laughs> they uh, change the script, <laughs> yeah, or they or they cheat. <laughs> yeah. So, or as we all like to call it, improvise. Yeah, improvise. <laughs> right, right. So, right. so I mean, I mean, I, I go through the front door, shoot the first guard, and it's like it's like uh, something off the Matrix. You know, they're popping out, like, popping out of the woodwork. So I was like, you. You little shits. I mean, it's like, how the heck is this happening? So I immediately went upstairs and let him follow me. So I was like, okay, you should, you know, if if this is real life, you would be going to the command center and getting tacked right. out. So I'm like, maybe I'll go to the command center. I go down to the command center, and it's all locked up tighter than a drum. I'm like, what the? So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, man, where are they? So I start sneaking up behind them and, you know, you know, uh, 
The worst part is on this one, we didn't have a whole lot of magazines. So as I'm running down the way, I'm handing it to the referee to load my magazine. So I get caught out in the open and I'm like, all right, second one, you you little guys are going to pay for, for right. cheating, right? If you're not going to go back and put on your armor, you're all sitting there waiting for because, me. Because right. that's what they would do in a yes. normal situation. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. you, You'd hear the shooter, right. you'd, you'd go, you get geared up, and then right. you'd go out and fight the threat. Right. So I'm like, all right, so this is how it's going to be. So I said, all right, we're going to start this out on the night floor and i'm gonna get in the stairwell and i'm gonna start crapping the stairwell and make your ass walk all the way to the top so that's what i did and so i let them get to about the seventh floor and popped a few rounds at them and they're all like drop the weapon and popping rounds back up so i ran out the door ran all the way down to the next stairwell went down and came up under them oh, so cool. they're, they're all like this and you know, going all the way up, they hit the ninth floor. They all out there. As you're going upstairs, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right behind them. As they go out the door into the hallway, I follow them out. You know, open the door, pop, 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 pop and shut the door and run down the stairs. And they're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> you know, they're like, "What?" Trying the hell to game is-? the game, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So we took them out, and they got really ticked off. But you know, the the thing about it is, is sometimes you you know in in training, you always want to leave like a on a good note, but right. sometimes you have to make them fail to. Well, I, th- I think that's learn. important because, like, if if you listen to Jocko and he he was in he was in charge of a lot of SEAL training, right? But back when he came back from Ramadi, I believe after oh mm-hmm. seven oh eight, when he was over there with his, um, it was it was like a task group. I don't know how many. Right. Italians. He was. In, I don't remember what he, all of he yeah. was in charge of. Um, right. But but he came back and he was running training and they changed everything up. They made everything right. super hard. Right. And they murked these guys and right. they just they kicked everybody's dicks in. Right. And like and he had a lot of guys who were really pissed off coming through because right. they got beat up really bad. Right. Right. Like, but when they went off to war and they came back, they thanked him. Right. Because right. he made it harder than right. actual battles were going to be. So it's kind of like you know you go into you know it's I always believe in the crawl walk run stage. Right? Sure. So they've been through crawl, they went through walk, and we're now getting in the run stage. Well, you know, we we go from extremely scripted to a little bit more open with realistic. And the problem with active shooter response is the active shooter always thinks that they're the hunter. Sometimes in what we're going to see, especially with what happened overseas, is sometimes they're hunting the hunters. Right, and so this is why I changed it up on them on the second one. I hunted them, and I I did things that somebody would do if we were going to go after the, the you know these people in these these businesses get ticked off, and usually the people who have the most impact on them is 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 the security of the building because they're pissed off because I took your your gun or I I investigated you for harassing some lady. So sometimes they're after the people that are supposedly keeping everybody safe. And these guys really never thought about what happens if we if they get hunted. Right. So in this one, we hunted them, and they they took a big loss. Uh, we learned we learned some things about uh, working with this. Is you kind of have to give a uh, if you you know if you die, you have to go to a new spot because they were able to like pin me down really quick if you don't have a timeout. Uh, right. But it was really uh, the thing about them is it caused them. To start thinking outside the box because they just got their butts handed to them. So yeah, they, they got to they got to work off the stimulus. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the problem that I have is right. whenever we do any type of active shooter training and stuff, everybody knows the script. Right, and the script in in real life there is no, changes. There, yeah, yep, all the time. Right, so you have to read stimuluses. You right. have to to accept that and then say, what are my options? Where do I go? What do I right, got to right, do? Right, 
in in ninety percent of the uh, of an active shooter in a building isn't so much the response team it's it's the intel they're getting right how to, where once they find the active shooter it's usually over pretty quickly because they can they can pin him down and, and take him out yeah because you've got superior forces you got yep. superior firepower yep. you got everything yeah else. one against one against six is not a not a not a fair fight right however if nor you should it be right <laughs> you don't want but, it to be <laughs> but if i if you don't know where i'm at and i can disappear off the radar it's hard to find yeah, one I was person. Say it could be tough, huh? Yeah. So <laughs> what this caused them to do is, is is the people in the command center got a lot better, a lot quicker because they found out I was using the stairwells, which they were blind to, to move around and to get behind people and go down under them and come up over them. So they they managed to uh, come up, think outside the box, and they had these little cameras in each of the uh, in the every floor landing outside it was like a little camera like a like a ring doorbell but it didn't have motion sensor so when i would run off the radar they would start hitting those things and and it would go Catch from the you. top cup then from the top down and it would, the, the inside you're in the hallway waiting for them you know in an ambush site and this the light goes on the light goes off on that little thing you're like what the heck is that going on and then nobody and then it goes on and goes off it's like oh geez they, they know exactly where i'm at yeah. you know and so they bust got it. outside the box. Yeah, bust it. Yeah, bust it. So I'm like, okay, now, well, I guess I got to go out like an active, act, right. glory of active shooter glory, you know. But, <laughs> but Suicide by cop. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, it made them think outside the box. And it's training that if you don't, you know, I mean, the, the model is to let them win, let them feel good. But sometimes you're doing a disservice to them by always letting them win and never giving never blooding them up i I think i think it makes more sense to go like the kind of the jocko route is like make training harder than anything they're going to see right so so that way they don't they don't go into it like yeah i'm awesome at this i'm gonna go and kick ass and take names like that may not be the case that's right like stairwells are traditionally in in clearing building stairwells suck right I mean, they just suck i mean doing them is hard you i mean they went up with shields and everything like that going up the stairwells so if you have cameras that can clear those stairwells and you have a, a command center you can move up those stairwells yeah, a lot faster, faster than you right. can with without it so i mean it's kind of stuff like this you have to do this stuff and you have to train in the building you're protecting to get a a integrated response that's that 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 basically yeah, takes out the active shooter or or it's just it's it's pandemonium without it yeah just a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so that, well, that sounds like fun so we've been doing that uh i've been doing my uh i have to go back and uh, get some stuff done for my emr emergency medical responder stuff i have to do cpr this year and all that good stuff and you know it's just been training you know Getting training, but you can't get training because COVID. Yeah, everywhere. all the, all the things know. are shut down still at the moment. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's well, it's funny because like actually uh, I I know uh, a person personally. Well, obviously I know that person personally. Personally, yeah. <laughs> no, I've I've got a friend who uh, is looking to move into like a new building mm-hmm. and looking to expand their business, mm-hmm. and they're going from like fifteen hundred square foot to like four thousand square feet. Oh wow, so that's they awesome. could they could really like. Like really benefit their right. business and grow into it. They're not quite ready for it yet, but it's like that leap of faith. Like I'm going to bet right. on me and I'm going to do this thing. And I know they talked to the, uh, I don't know if it's like a real estate developer, if it's just the person who owned it or whatever it was. So it's like, it's close to their business now, but it's a better location. It's a storefront. Whereas mm-hmm. the one that they're at, it's a little hard to find. If you know where it is, it's no big deal. Right. But the first time going there, it's tough to find and you're not going to get any walk-in traffic doing that kind of stuff. And so it's like, it's tough, but then they're all like worried, like, well, what's going on with the shutdowns? Like, 
Because yeah. I, I personally believe that come fall and come flu season here, as, right. as we're just entering into that season, mm-hmm. is there's going to be a lot more shutdowns. People are going to oh, come yeah. back and say, hey, oh. nope, people are getting sick again. We're going to shut everything down. Right. And he's like, if I, if I take the chance and I go into that, I've got to buy more equipment and more this mm-hmm. and more that. I got to build it out. I got to fix it up. I got to do all these kind of things. I got to get it ready for right. me to take over. It's like, but if if somebody comes in, whether it be the federal government, or the local government, or whatever, who says, "No, you can't run your business now right. because you're not essential," he's be like, right. "Well, shit! Like I, I can I can weather the storm like I did before in the place that I'm at now." Right, but if I take that chance and try to like expand my business, what do I do? Because I climb up a tree that's halfway cut through. Yeah, exactly. because like he's like, <laughs> if I go there and they do this, then I could lose everything. Right, like so Regal like, Cinemas, they they just yeah. went out of business. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I and mean, it's like you just can't shut everything down. Because, no, it's I mean, who's going to make the food? Who's gonna, it's, it's it's so frustrating because like I, I really see like his dilemma, and I was. And I was talking to him, and I'm like, dude, I would wait and see for a few months. Sure. And I think that's what he's going to try to if do. If you're doing it. okay, continue yeah. to do well, okay. Well, I, I think he's right. going to talk yeah. to the developer and just be like, hey, let's hang through like flu season. Let's see what's going to happen. Right. My lease isn't up until like middle of summer next year anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's get to there, and then we'll take it. He's right. just trying to make sure he doesn't like get, right. get, get it gone before he can get a chance to get right. in there. You know, it's like that. That's what he's worried about. He's like, I'll take care of you in the back end. Like, make the lease longer, do whatever you want to. I don't care. Right. But right. it's like, I can't afford to take that risk right now. And it's it's so hard because it's like he's running a great business. He's doing great things. Like, things are looking up. You know, it's like awesome. he's, ta- he's right. taking a big hit because of all the COVID and the oh, shutdowns. Yeah. And right. a lot of people haven't come back to the business and all that kind of stuff. But like, still, like, things are okay. And it's just, it's just frustrating because like everything's out of his control. Well, Where it should it should be in his control to sure. run and, right. and either like survive, thrive, or ruin his business. Right. It should be up to him, not somebody else. Yeah, uh, perf- perfectly agree with that. Yeah, I and mean, it's it's it, it, you just look at it and it's everybody wants to shut down and everybody wants to be afraid, but at the same time, we gotta you've got to realize at some point nobody's making food, nobody's nobody's delivering food. I mean, it, it gets to the point where uh, it's it's. It's a natural thing. I mean, it's pretty arrogant of men to advise to wear a mask, and that's going to make everything all right. Right when, when it doesn't. Right, and and you're not you're not advocating wash your hands where you're more liable to get it anyway. And yeah. you see people or or take vitamins yeah. or be healthy right. well, or go out and thing. exercise and do or, these or, kind of yeah. things. Or just just don't go around people. Yeah, yeah. one of our guys, one <laughs> of our guys, Dennis Hyo. I don't know if you guys have met him yet. He uh, brought up a great point. We were just having a discussion just like mm-hmm. this, and he's like, you know, I wish people would focus on how do I be healthy yeah exactly because if your immune system's up i mean you you look at president trump got it right he was a pretty healthy guy mm-hmm. regardless of his age pretty healthy and mm-hmm. three days four days he tested negative for it right whatever i don't remember the exact time frame but well, the the the, right. the the survival rate of this thing now is just under 99%. Well, it seems like right. if you catch it early and they, and they get the medication you early, right. yeah. it doesn't get a chance to make things worse. Whereas right. obviously right. a lot of right. people who have died have had pre-existing conditions and right. maybe it sparked up some other things that they were already right. having trouble with. Yeah. But it's like, but it's, again, it seems like if you right. catch it early enough, yeah. you can knock it out pretty quickly. I've got quite a few friends, um, Southern part of uh, Florida that have actually, they're extremely healthy, you know, uh, fitness people that, uh, train people this that and the other mm-hmm. one of them got it and kind of ignored the uh the symptoms ended up was in the hospital for seven days but 
he came out and he's good. Yeah. You know? No, and I, I have and, heard that if you do get it like really bad, especially where like if you're in the hospital, yep. you can have permanent lung damage and yep. all these kind yeah. of things. So there are some really serious things involved with it. Yeah. He's tested well for everything. Well, that's so good. no lung no lung damage, that's no tissue good. damage, anything like that, which is a well, plus. You, but, go, you go back into exactly what people eat. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I've, that's that's the one thing I have changed since our last podcast is I've kind of gone on a on a on a on a diet and it's uh, like a clean keto diet. Oh, cool! And I kind of went slowly into it from you know I didn't just jump into it and yeah. get the shits and everything. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I you know uh, it, so I started it. La- I guess you could say I started the venture last December. Right, right at the end of the year, my wife and I said, you know, look at us. We look like two fat bodies. You know, we're, we're done with this. And we had tried diets and exercise programs for years. And, you know, you can't you can't sustain it because right. one day you're just a hungry bear and you're in the refrigerator like like Yogi Bear. You know, hey, boo-boo, where's the picnic bag? Where's the picnic basket? Yeah. So, but, you know, one of the things, you know, in our adventure is we started looking what is in your food. Right. And the preservatives in your food, I I have a, you know, I would, I would have to eat uh, Tums. You know, you'd go to the, I'd go to Costco and buy the industrial Tums (laughs) bucket, you know, and it's like 3,000 Tums. And every night I'm eating four, three or four of them. And I'm waking up at three o'clock eating three and four of them. Since I've changed off of all these preservatives, you know, I, I, like, like I was watching a, a video and he's like, eat one name food broccoli beef and that's what i'm doing i'm eating broccoli i'm eating cauliflower i'm eating beef uh, i'm not eating a lot of uh, carbs i've cut total i've cut uh, all sodas out of everything right. i look at my ingredients and if it's got multi-dextrose dextrose or right. dextrose or all those crazy shit in it and i'm like i'm not touching this so i'm not even i'm not even taking tums anymore Oh, that's good. I'm not even having to touch it, and I feel a lot more power. You know, when I when I work out, I was before I would get there and oh man, I don't want to do this. <laughs> By eating a good diet, it's like it's you start to think better, you start to feel right. better. So when you when we look at what the government puts in our food, and then you know we got COVID running around. I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, I was reading the other day that that uh, lactose, not lactose, but uh, Gluten intolerant mm-hmm. people may it may not be the gluten that's doing it. It may be the chemical that they're using to brown the the grains. That, right. that, or, well, from know, what yeah. I understand, it's not the gluten itself. It's how they process the actual wheat. If you yeah, do it right. the old right. fashioned way right. and grind it down and do that right. naturally, right. people don't have near the problems. So if you have like rustic bread, yep. people are fine with that. But it's right. if they have like white bread, yep. it's been super processed. They have right. trouble with that. Allegedly, right. there's something that they use to. Ins- speed up in in the industrial world of how to make how to speed up the process of the uh, breaking it down ri- oh, the ripening of the of the stuff they like they like get it and and I, I went to Kroger one day on a part of an investigation and you won't believe they bring in all of that fruit and it's not even ripe and they put it in a big freezer and then they put it in a in, in another thing that ripens it right before they take it out so there, there's all these crazy processing things that right. you don't know well, about. I, I think it really boils down to like just the, the big, you know, like huge farms, wh- mm-hmm. whether it be processing right. food, like beef, right. animals, right. like stuff like that, or vegetables or what have you. It's right. like if you have a bunch of small, like 
small things around, like small, what do you call them, small farms or right, hobby right. farms or wh- whatever it is you want to call them. It's like they Community can say, hey, farms versus yeah, huge. they can say, hey, look, yeah. this field's ready to harvest. So I can right. go out there and harvest that field right. or, right. oh, that one's ready. I can go harvest that one. Right. But right. if you get like these big combine drives out in the Midwest, well, not, not Midwest, but uh, like yeah, more yeah, towards yeah. the West, like right. that, that's kind of what they do. Like they spray it so mm-hmm. that it's all ready to harvest at once and they go right. through with like right. six combines and take it all off at once. It's like that, that huge like factory farming. Yeah, like amazing. like right. the, that's what's going bad. And like the interesting thing about that is uh, uh, Joe Rogan had a gentleman on the podcast a few months ago when the first COVID first all happened mm-hmm. and he was a uh, like a natural farmer kind of guy. And they, they have like this little farm and they, they, right. they do crops and stuff, but mostly they do animals, beef, chicken, pigs, all that kind of good stuff. So they butcher all their own animals. Right. They do all right. that kind of right. stuff and they distribute them locally to the, the community and that kind of stuff. People come and buy whatever. Sure. And he's like, if you buy, like he's the example, I think it was like, you know, hamburger patties or hot dogs or whatever it is like you might have animals you know, like up to like 80 some different animals yeah. like in these things because they right. just throw it all together they grind it all up yep. they send it all out he's like right. if you come get that from me like it's coming from one animal right and right. i can tell you which one it is right it's like but those big operations right. can't do that right but that was the big reason why we had like the big meat shortage when it all first happened exactly. because some of these plants got shut down because some people got sick it spread through right. we right. shut the whole process down so instead right. of having like 30 to 40 smaller ones, like feeding the communities, exactly. you've got like one big one right. that's put everything else out of business. And it's like, right. we need to get more back to that. Oh, exactly. I agree. And that's, and, and I locally where I'm at, that's what I, that's where after COVID happened and we had all these shortages, you know, and I got on this health kick, that's what I did. I go to a little market, you walk in and you see a cow hanging in the back and they're cutting it up and. You get the beef, you get the, you know. Yeah, you know which yeah, cow it's right. coming from. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you see it, it's there. It's like the old days. We've gone, I, I believe we've really gone to industrial, and we, we've killed a lot of businesses here in America just so we can have cheap stuff in bulk where it's not good for us. I mean, if you if you look at the, regu- the recommended uh from the government what to eat it's it's how you fatten a cow to take the but the butcher you know you look at that stuff and you're like man that's a lot of cars man that's a lot of stuff you know it's it, it's stuff that we if you look back in history you didn't have i mean you couldn't go to the you know in the 1930s you couldn't go to the the supermarket and get bananas every day of the year i mean all this right there's only was stuff all, it was in season, right, season. it'd right, be right. like a local's farmer market right, right. Like, right. this right. is what's so. in season this is what you can have this right. is what we just picked off the farms the other last couple of days i mean fruit, that's what you get fruit's good for you but we're never meant to eat it every day right so yeah i mean it's uh, i agree with you i mean it's we're gonna have to go back we, we become too dependent on this on this uh the grocery store chain and the and what few people realize is there's that's three days that's all they have if it on a normal day not when everybody panics and runs to the store there's just not that much product out there and well all the, to see all the lost art of having your own garden right all the lost yep. art yep. of canning right and and preparing for the winter right you know, that's yeah i mean that's what and i was a kid and my parents had a garden we did it uh we did a little bit we you know this year we played with uh raised bed gardens and you know we had you know we this year you know it's one of those ones you start and you let you get these big expectations you know i'm gonna eat this and this and you get in there and you you walk out there and there's the hole in the fence and your thumper is yeah he's (laughs) invaded your invaded your stash and ate all your good stuff you're like 
dang it, I really wanted that, and it's all gone, yeah. you know. But you learn. I mean, you just and that's you know, why you put the dogs outside, right? Because they'll keep yeah. the bunnies out. Yeah, but you know, I mean, there's all these people. You you see them on the on the on the internet forums all the time. Oh yeah, I'm gonna you know they've got the latest gear and everything, but they've never ever tried that gear. And right. I find that if you start off with 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 good gear, medium price, and you and you try it, you're going to learn that most of that stuff isn't going to work the way you think it is. And not some, to mention, you probably don't really need it, right? Okay. Right. And then you find out, you know, like like me, I bought plastic fence, and you know, it worked somewhere else. And then bumper just like chewed through it like it was nothing. So yeah. then I went out and got metal fence. <laughs> I make my own door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you know, up yours. You know, <laughs> I'm going to get in there and eat it. So we learned that and then you learn what goes with each other and then you know did i place it right is the sun hitting it with the certain things like it and certain things you can leave out the fence because thumper won't eat it and nobody will touch it so i mean it's it's one of those things where where i think there's a lot of lost arts oh yeah and covid has kind of brought back the people realizing that we be, we we're living in a fantasy this 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 world we live in is, you know, grocery store is always going to be there. It's much more fragile than they thought it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, they think that, you know, because we never had problems like the rest of the world. They, we, Americans never had a bread line. Americans never had shortages. And now we have a pandemic. Not, that not since never what, the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. so now we have a pandemic. Everybody's waking up. I mean, I, you go find, go find certain things, find bullets. Oh, you can't find no, them. you can't. And, and, you know, the funny thing is even less supply of bullets is, Go find some mason jars right now. I mean, right. they, I mean, Rule King had them, and they, I mean, it was like a, it was almost like you know they and, had them, and then they're gone. Yeah, it's <laughs> almost like a, a sale on nine millimeter right now. Yeah. Shit, five ninety nine a box, you get yeah. mobbed. I need you to know? get some damn mason jars. They're, yeah. they're all, they're all gone. I mean, Son of a bitch. Yeah, this year it was it was crazy, and you know, fencing. I mean, metal oh, yeah. fencing to go around your garden. You know, usually you go to Home Depot and they got a, a stack of it and. This year it was gone. I mean, it was. It, it was yeah, it was, it was. I mean, everything yeah. was shut down completely. Right, and, and, and you, you can't survive that way. And now you go to Walmart and you're like, I want to buy my favorite Tony Paco's sauce. Right, you go over there and where it was, it's gone. I mean, and it's like no sauce. You're like, what the? If you really go and look, we it hasn't come back to right. what it was before the pandemic. And I think it's you know with the way things are going, it's only going to go worse if we start shutting down again. I mean, it's pretty. I mean. We've had pandemics over and over and over again, and it's pretty arrogant as a as a human being to think that we somehow can. It's like standing out in front of a, a tornado with a pistol, saying, "I'm going to stop you." I mean, it's it's nature. I mean, it, well, I, I look at it. I kind of look at it. Um, if you think about, and I do a ton of reading on CDC mm-hmm. because I want to, I want to see what they're saying, right. Not that I trust all of them, but well, unfortunately, I, see, I don't. I don't believe half the stuff that I read I know, from the CDC either. Yeah. or the World well, Health that's Organization why I see or anything. Is it change like, and right. it continuously changes, it's like waffle. But if you think about it and look back at 2009, H1N1, mm-hmm. right? We're 56 million cases behind H1N1 mm-hmm. for COVID. Right. That's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. That that you never heard a fucking word about it, no. other than oh, could be a bad strain of flu this year. No, no, because like I remember hearing yeah. like, oh, we're yeah, all going to die, everything's yeah, horrible. Oh, yeah. oh did, you heard that? In H- yeah. I don't ever remember and, that. And and H- and nothing all, shut down. And I'm always telling my friends like they're blowing out of proportion. Doesn't mean anything. Yep. Yep. Live your life. If you get yeah. sick, you get sick. It is what it is. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 
You can't Stay live in healthy. a bubble. Yeah, because yeah. like every year, yeah, you can't live in a bubble. Every year it's a new yeah. goddamn pandemic. It was H one N one. It was the, then it was the piggy flu, yeah, and then yeah. the birdie exactly. flu, birdie. Yeah. And, and then there was yeah. like the West Nile virus. Oh my god, we're all gonna die! I'm like, right. this yeah. is why I don't listen to the media because they blow oh, everything out of proportion because they're just right. looking to get clicks. Well, no kidding. It's they like, want eyeballs to sell ads. That's yeah, all they care exactly. about. Just like the mask, you know. Yep. Everybody, do you remember Sotmod? Going training for chemical. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. masks that you wear and stuff like that, but here's the deadliest virus on the <laughs> exactly. planet. And here, put this cloth on my Well, yeah, that's on. just it. I'm, I, I, I work in hazardous environments all the time. I mean, we're talking cyanide. We're talking right. chemical weapons. We're and what do you everything. wear? I don't wear a, I don't wear a, a cotton mask over no my shit, mouth. No shit, right? You know, no. I mean, there's, there's strict protocols. And, you know, when you start listening, you're reading the CDC stuff. And you don't hear anything about breakthrough and dose amounts and things right. like this. You start thinking like, you start scratching your head. And then, oh, wear an N95 mask. So you're sitting there going, okay, N95 mask will stop a, 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 a you know, up to 10 mil particle. And uh, Well, yeah, the, uh, the, the coronavirus is uh, one-tenth of a micron. Right. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. And, one micron, and, 10 yeah, microns. And uh, drywall. Yeah. A part, like when you're saying it, the particle is a 10 micron particle. Yeah. And did you see the video of that guy? They took it off. Um, They actually did it where he had it all over his face. Yeah, he had an N95, the mask to wear. He had that on, showed it was all sealed. Right. Sped up the was video. It, well, that's the thing that people don't understand is like if even right. if you wear that mask, you have to seal it properly. Yes, you, you can only test it. You can only wear it for so long, right? right. Because like then, it, then it's no good anymore, right? right. So it's like if they they keep wearing the same ones every day, and as soon as you pull away from your nose, right. this guy it's no longer it. worthless. Yes. But I mean, that's it's, it's it. worthless, and completely. that's what was exactly. funny is this guy pulled it out of the pack, brand new, right? Right. Showed that it was sealed the way it was supposed to be, right? And then sped the video up or or did the time lapse or whatever yeah. of a half hour of him sanding and doing doing the the drywall slowed the video down he goes now i want you to watch this and as he pulls it off in his nostrils yeah, you can see all the white powder all white around powder. his face and that's 10 microns right this coronavirus is one, one tenth of a micron. micron yeah and it's it's yeah. like well that worked <laughs> yeah, i mean that's just it <laughs> and yeah. that's what blows my mind now i'm sure that it helps protect if somebody sneezes in the mask or if they right. cough in the mask and, and i think that's the like purpose that. of it it's supposed to protect from the droplets of the water and the spit and everything else because they thought that was how it was transmitted yeah and but from, it's not but from right. the stuff that i've heard it isn't it's just right. in the air yeah. and you're more likely to get through your eyes yeah. than you are your nasal and, right. like, and they had talked airway. about that way back in february yeah exactly you know the other thing is so let's just say we're sitting here talking right we're all wearing masks that mask is not any of the N95, the cotton mask, any of the masks that are being advocated right now isn't stopping that stuff from coming out of your mouth. Right. It, it, it may cut down on the distance it goes, Possibly. but we're sitting here and as we're sitting here talking with a mask on, it's still coming out and it's still filtering down on all of you the You know, surfaces. that's what's so sad about the media is because you'll have diehard people that say, no, right. no, if you don't wear a mask, you're not safe. Right. Okay. If you're not six foot away from each other, you're not safe. Well, right. which is it? Exactly. Yeah. I, I really think that it's six feet away. And the other thing you got to realize is if you're in a if you're in a room with somebody that's contagious, that stuff is they're they're kind of like a, a salt shaker. They're shaking that virus everywhere in mm-hmm. every surface that they that like you're sitting there, you're breathing. It's coming out. Maybe with a mask on, it's not coming as far. If I'm six feet from you, it's dying out before that. But if you get up and leave and go upstairs, and I go get in your, I sit down at your desk and I start touching things. I'm I'm in your 
in, in your virus yeah, debris zone. Yeah. Right. yeah. Now I got it all over my hands, and now you know I got this mask that's a that that isn't exactly fitting me right. And I'm starting to mess with it. Now I got virus all over the mask. I'm breathing in and out. That 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 quarter of a of a micron of virus is coming in, and and, and I understand that viruses very will attach to things like dust and moisture but still those particles are under 10 10 microns and it's coming in and that's an n95 mask i mean these right. little cloth things i mean it's you're talking you know 50 to 100 micron uh, right. holes in them so you know i mean it, it, you look at it and you, it, you have to you have to treat this like you would treat going into a hot zone so oh, you, i agree you you're going to have to and i kind of teach i kind of my house is my safe zone and my car is my safe zone. So if I get out of my car, I'll go into a grocery store and I know I can't touch my face and I, I'm going to touch things and I know my hands are going to be contaminated, right? And I stay away from people. I don't get up on people, even if I'm wearing a mask or not, because it's it's the way to get it. I mean, somebody coughs on you, that sneezes in your face. What are you going to do? You're six feet away. You, you've got a better chance. Of. So I just go do what I normally do. When I get out, I usually have a plastic bag in my thing with some Lysol wipes. I wipe myself down. I yeah. wipe. I op- I wipe out the, off the door. I open it up. I put everything in the car. I wipe my hands down. Shut the door. I go get in the car and I drive because I don't want to take stuff on my hands inside my car and touch my steering wheel because right. you just can't live in in. No, if you use a sanitizer, yeah. stuff like that, like, right. like and, me personally, yeah. not only do you use hand sanitizer, but right. my bourbon is 100 proof. I use that to sanitize my insides. Mm-hmm. Of course. And, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got to have yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I drink that, a Corona but, not every night yeah, as, yeah, a, as yeah, a pre. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's going to be the bourbon. It's, yeah. Yeah. 100 proof. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, See no. I, I, like, I, I drink Corona. It's like the, the pre. Yeah, that's you know, the, pre, yeah. the precursor. <laughs> the precursor. You know, the cor- <laughs> yeah, so I do that with Bells too hard. Exactly. And so what I do is I have my Bells, which is. The chaser, right, and then it pushes the the hundred proof through. <laughs> I, I have to be careful because of all the carbs. My, you know, yeah, there you go. Yeah, See? Like, this is why you do the bourbon on the rocks, right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> you, can, you can do you can do the Corona light, and then you can you know there you, you go. You know, it, was, I just up, the Corona. I just picked up a bottle of uh, Woodford Double Oaked. Oh, nice, man! Oh, man, yeah, is that yeah, good? good stuff? Oh, man, it's so yep. good. So I mean, it just you, you look at this stuff and and you read what the CDC puts out and it's like every other day it's a, it, they waffle and one day it's wear mask one day it's not wear mask you got Fauci the other day saying I feel like there's so much misinformation right. well, well it's crazy and and you know the 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 thing that I don't understand is right. like uh the commercials. Have you seen the doctors t- just blaming Trump, blaming mm-hmm. Trump, blaming I don't, Trump? I don't watch TV, so uh, I, you're luckily, good. You're, luckily, I don't get to watch yeah. commercials. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you are awesome because right. I can't stand that crap. Right. And then you have on YouTube or on uh, social media, if you're lucky enough to catch guys, all o- doctors right. all over the country that are saying do this, this, and this that doesn't fit their narrative. Right. And they take it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they and cut it. Yeah, they cut it off. A little and shadow ban right. going on. Yeah, and yeah. it's like such bullshit because it's like, okay, these doctors are allowed to say this opinion, right? Not science, their opinion, but this doctor's not because his opinion is different. It goes out of against the norm. your narrative. Absolutely, yeah. it's out and of I, the norm. Yeah, and I don't, right. I don't get that. I mean, that's there's so much misinformation that I, I'm, I'm one of those that. Um, I go to Bueller's all the time. It's my mm-hmm. favorite. I believe it or not, I'm right. one of the guys. I love to shop. I love to grocery mm-hmm. shop. I'll go in, and an hour and a half later, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love shopping. I'll wear a mask there because on theirs it says we recommend that you wear a mask. No one says do not enter without a mask, blah blah blah, or whatever. Right. Those are the people I or those are the stores I just I, 
Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm not coming in. Well, it's just Fauci. I mean, the other day he's like, "Well, I'm, I think it's time to recommend to make mask mandatory." And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, I scratch my head when I saw it. I'm going, "Well, we've been in masks how how long here in Ohio? Mandatory mask? I mean, now we're on what month three or something like that? Is that what? We, I, yeah, I mean, it's I been a while. I mean, it's been. I know it's been more than a month or two months. And Ohio is going all. We were we were going down, 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 down. Oh, we got to wear masks. See, masks work. And now we're going back up on the spike. Yeah, and with now, masks. Yeah, with masks. And, and the more testing they do, the more fucking right. cases you're going to have. Well, yeah, but we also, these goddamn monkeys. But we also tell. have to remember that the cases are irrelevant. The it, hospitalizations absolutely. are what's important because yes. if you do more testing, yeah. you get more positives. Because eighty percent of the plus percent of the people are going to be asymptomatic, so have no Correct. symptoms whatsoever. Right. Correct. So if they if they test positive, whether that test is accurate or not, I don't know. But if they test, so positive, talking to Wayne Ca- or to uh, positive and contagious, I would correct. say. That's well, what, that's talking what you need to, look to at. Worcester Community Hospital because we did that for our business. Mm-hmm. They've got beds. I mean, right. they can handle quite a bit. Right. Um, Altman, they've had two cases. Altman Hospital in Orville. Well, they said that, and they, I know that because my cousin's right. a trauma nurse there. Yeah, but it goes back to the original. I mean, it's it's the changing narrative. First, we're we're we're, we're isolating and making you stay at home because we don't want to overwhelm the medical community, right? Yeah. So we're sitting in a in, in an area where medical we know that the medical community isn't being overwhelmed, but yet we're still they're talking about lockdown. And it's like, wait a minute, lockdown was for this, masks were for this. Well, we're all wearing masks and it's not working, but Fauci wants to make it. Mandatory. Mandatory now on a national level. I mean, who's looking at the science? Who's doing yeah. the, in, the investigation and the research in this? Right. It's like it's a bunch of Reese monkeys, you know. I mean, Have you guys heard of the uh, Great <laughs> yeah, Barrington <exactly>. Declaration? <laughs> what is it? The Great Barrington Declaration. Mm-mm. It's something that's going around right now. It's online. It's uh, run specifically by three different doctors, all specialists, like one's from Harvard, one's from Stanford, one's from somewhere else, I don't remember. But they're all like specifically like specialists in like infectious disease control, right, right. research, like all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're, the they're, 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 their credentials right, yeah. are amazing. And they've got tons of co-sponsors for this. And they're putting it out there and you can sign it as a petition. Mm-hmm. And basically it's saying, hey – this shit isn't working. Like, this isn't how this right, goes. Right. We need to get back to our regular lives. We've got to get herd immunity. Right. And, and how I that agree is, 100% yeah, how that is, that. is, hey, you know what? If you're a high risk, like my mom, like my mom is at high risk. So I told her, stay home. Right. Don't exactly. go to Bible exactly. study. Don't do the things you normally Absolutely. do. Don't, don't go, um, volunteer at Red Cross like you like to do at all these college campuses and meet the kids and right. get out of the house. Like, no. Now's the time stay to home. stay home, be safe. Like take care, like make sure dad washes his hands when he comes home from work and all those kind of things. Right. But it was something I would definitely like recommend right. looking at because the Great Barrington, the Great Barrington Declaration, Declaration. All right. And if you look it up, it's I, I signed the petition, I put it all out there. So hope, hopefully, uh, things will go well with that. But basically, they're trying to say, hey, right, right. let's let's do this as a as a community, like as as a country, like right. let's let's let most people live their lives. Right. Some people are going to get sick. That's how it's going to go. Right. If you're if you're at risk, if you're if you have lung problems, if you've got exactly. un- underlying problems, like stay home, shelter, mm-hmm. do those yes, things. Right. But the rest of us need to get back to this, right. and we need to get it over with now. Exactly. Because if we just keep doing this, it's going to like make it worse. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, you, I mean, the other thing is when when this started out, you don't see the epidemiologists talking. It's like they're disappeared, and every other thing we've had go on, they were out there, and they're usually usually pretty 
down to earth on it. It's listen, it's a virus. The quickest way you can get rid of it is herd immunity. And if, and that's it. I mean, you just can't run and hide from a virus. I mean, it's. And the people that were talking about herd immunity right. four or five months ago were getting shut up. They were getting yeah, shut yes. off. Well, they the, were getting yeah. taken down. Yeah, no, the, the whole narrative then obviously was we want to minimize damage. It was here. Right. It's not going away. Right. It is what it is. It, it's here. Right. We, we can't just shut down our borders, build walls, and yeah. isolate everything and just say, well, we're going to be the ones who don't get sick. That's not how this works. Right. Yeah. Right, like, right. But they were trying to not overwhelm the healthcare organizations, right? That well, was, sure. that, that was, was the that original, was, that was the idea. Yeah, that and was as, the idea. And right. as we've realized, we haven't, right. it's probably not going to get that bad. So we need to open up, get things back going, let the economy get back to what it is and have the fed stop fucking printing off trillions of dollars that we're all going to have to pay for later with hyperinflation mm-hmm. in taxes. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's not do that. Let's, let's get things back open. Right. Let's get businesses going again. And you know what? I, I truly believe that if any business goes under because of all this, they have the right to sue the hell out of right. their local governments and the federal oh, government. Oh, sure. And I think the next few years will be just, just right. Just, crazy with lawsuits because yep. these people have the right to run their business they have they don't have the right to have somebody come in and tell them they can't or like they can't or right. can't it's like no it's it's my business i get to do what i want like, if people don't want to come in because they don't right. want to that's fine fine don't that's come fine. in right, right. i mean yeah. it goes it goes back to when the number in ohio was 2700 deaths right and you looked at the 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 this the ohio department of health put a breakdown of those deaths right so you have 2700 deaths 2000 of them were from either the prison system or nursing homes. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there going, okay, so that's that's over two-thirds of the population died of that, and the other 700 was unspecific. Was, was that older people living at home? Because that was nursing homes in prison, and the rest was just everything else. So you look at this thing, and you can pretty much look at the demographics, the average age that people are dying, and you put those people, and it's been the old people, so you can you know what who's most vulnerable for this virus. So why are we not making like you said, uh, you know, your your grandparents and or or in some of our cases, our parents are the highest risk. Why are we not, like you said, putting those putting those people, uh, you know. Away, no, but I don't. I don't agree with that either. They should have the choice. Yeah, I I agree. If they want to go out and live their lives, and if they get sick and it kills them, that's their choice. I agree. But also, if instead of all the crap that we see on TV, shouldn't there be infomercial marshals on there how to decon yourself and and all this stuff? We don't see any of this stuff. No, none of it. None of it. All you get. None of it is about be healthy, wash your hands, take care of yourself, do these kind of things, eat better foods. None of it's about that. I mean, you go to the store. It's about wait for the vaccine. Wait for the vaccine. Yeah, the vaccine's coming. But then you go to the store to buy disinfectants there is none and nobody's sitting there saying you know you know that these older people are why are they not coming up with with things like if you're old people older people that you can call up Bueller's and or the health department and they bring you food or something like that i mean it's like we have just there is no social help out there at all it's just it's oh here it is and it's gonna you know you're on your own and we're not going to tell you how it is. And every other week, we're going to give disinformation out. One day, we're going to wear a mask. One day, that's not needed. And one day, we're going to do this. I mean, it's it's been handled so poorly by the media that it, it's, it, it's, I find it appalling. Yeah. I mean, we, no, that's very there's true. No, there's no, there's been no education on what to do here or what really kills it. I mean, it's so bad that the government hasn't even tested the stuff they're recommending to kill the stuff. It's based on this uh, on on the uh, SARS 
virus from before it, not COVID-19. So you'll see a lot of the disinfectants out there. It says it kills COVID, but it doesn't say COVID-19 because, you know, it's... Because as I understand, it's a strain that mutates. Yes. Which is why why a vaccine seems ludicrous. Right. Because it'd be like the flu vaccine. Like, oh, well, it may or may not work. And then if it mutates, then it's not going to work. And it's... But most of the stuff they put out is a general uh, disinfectant that kills almost all viruses. Yeah. So that, that's really, the yeah. good thing about it. But the thing of it is, is, you know, we have the CDC and the local health departments have not done anything to help help the at-risk people. Or I shouldn't say anything. They haven't done a whole lot. And they haven't educated the, the, the common people. They, it's more of a scare tactic. You know, oh, my God, we got it. Oh, stay home. You know, all these goofy things. Wear a mask. Wear, I mean, I mean, some of these people are wearing their masks for months at a time. But that, that, that's <laughs> what they don't understand. Yeah. When, when people talk about, like, even the masks that the doctors wear, right. if you think about it, they put a mask on to come in and see the patient. Mm-hmm. How long are they actually with the patient? 10, 15 yeah, minutes? Yeah. If that Maybe, long. Yep, yeah, yep. if that long. Then what do they do with that mask? They throw it away. They throw it away. They go to the next person. Yep. What do they pick up? Yeah. Brand, new, uh, yeah. brand new mask. I see people wearing gloves right. that, like I said, I shop at Bueller's. Yeah, they're and all I'll dirty, be nasty. Yeah, and, and yeah, they're wearing yeah. the same and they're touching their face. fucking rubber gloves yeah. that, that will maintain that shit more right. than if you were to just have right. your hands free, wash them right. you know, consistently. But again, there's no common right. sense with all this stuff. No, because, they, no. because they're because of all the misinformation. When you say herd immu- right. immunity, mm-hmm. there's herd ignorance also. Right. Because <laughs> right. Right. Whatever the fuck they say, oh, that's golden. I mean, yeah. you look, you that's... you watch some, you watch a crime tech, right? Do a crime scene. I put on my rubber gloves. I take this and I bag it. Right. I don't touch this without with the same pair of rubber gloves. Right. The next piece of I take off those gloves. I put and another glove and I new, grab it, yeah. put it in there because of the transfer of the yeah. DNA that may be on this or, or other thing cross contamination. But we're not teaching the general public anything about cross contamination or or no, it or doesn't fit their narrative dose. for some yeah. fucking reason. Yeah. I mean, I don't get that. It, the, yeah. the, it's just uh. it's like a total disconnect. I mean, it, it, to me, it, it's it's. It's recklessness or negligent. I mean, it's just like you just look at it and it's like the protocols that, we, that we've all known from back in the day, mop levels and things like this. Yeah. The protocols we learn seem to all be forgotten in this thing. I mean, you don't go, you don't leave the, you don't leave the hot zone and go stomping into the, into the, 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 yeah. the safe zone without <laughs> being decontaminated That's first. Right. But nobody is talking like this. They're just like. Oh, okay. You know, you got your mask on, got your glove on, check, check. I mean, the worst part is, is I was in the store and this dude's walking around with his mask and his gloves and he's, he's doing this and his phone rings. He's like, oh. He gets out his phone and he's like, got it in his hand and he's like trying to make it work and his gloves are on. It won't work because it's all, you know, fingerprint stuff. So he pulls off his glove and sticks it in his mouth and he starts like right. this, <laughs> you know, just touched it with his glove, couldn't get yeah. it to work. Now he's got it in his mouth and he's touching his phone and I'm like, Oh, he's being super safe. Yeah, yeah, now, super yeah. safe. Now, unfortunately, like this has been so politicized. Right. But I really am curious is that if it's a lot of it's going to go away after the election. Yeah, it'd be like November fifth yeah, ish. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it'll probably be a few weeks after, yeah. but still, I just it, because it's been so politicized. Yeah, right. I, I just wonder if it's it's kind of just going to go away. And so you know what? Well, we're going to open things back up. You know, be be safe. You know, people are still going to get sick. Wash your hands. Like. See, no big deal. I, but. I would normally agree with you, but this has gone kind of in a, a, a on a weird way. You know, I mean, they want. I mean, you got to understand 
we're all American citizens and it comes with freedom, right? With great freedom comes great responsibility. So a lot of things should be up to us to decide what we want to do. However, in this pandemic, you have levels that seem to have jumped the gun. So the president says, hey, you know, we all have, we all know what it is. We all, we all have to deal with it you know, deal with it. Right. Yeah. Because I don't, I'm, I'm the president. I got a constitution. The constitution says what I can and can't do. I mean, I'm not going to shut down the country because really I don't have the power to shut down the country. Right. And when you really look at it, what's in the constitution for the president to shut down a country and say to you that you can't, you can't work and, and uh, have well, your livelihood. Well, this is where like, I really feel like in the, in the coming flu season, it's going right. to happen the next couple of months is that I really think that red blooded Americans mm-hmm. are going to be like, fuck you. Right. I'm not shutting down. Right. I'm running my business. Right. If people don't want to come in, let them stay home. Right. Those that want to come in, let them come in. Right. So then we have, we have all these governors who have really jumped out there and said, Oh, he's not doing it. I, I, I want to be leader and I'm going to take these measures. And part of it is, Oh my God, the, 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 the sky is falling. We need to shut this stuff down. And you've seen it. Most of the decisions for shutting things down have come from the local governors. governors. So the governors, I don't think have given up. So when we talk about political size, I think even if the national political scene kind of looks away, I still think you're going to have issues in individual states with these governors are saying, look at me, I'm the next, I'm, I want to be the next president. I'm keeping, you know, they're using this as, as a way to, the the leapfrog into the next the next election i, I really believe that and I, I have to imagine that most governors will not get reelected after all this stuff that's yeah i have to imagine no matter because, what political party they are it doesn't right. matter yeah they're a bunch of goats no, it's, exactly. it's, it's not even just yeah. that it's no matter what you do half of the population is gonna be mad yeah exactly whether you close everything down or leave everything open Right. Half of the population is going to be really upset. Well, here's the half right. that are going to be mad about uh, not closing down. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. I, I, nobody, I mean, if, you, if you're so goddamn scared about stuff, I mean, right. you think about and, and uh, I think about stuff like from past till now. World War Two, mm-hmm. storm in New- Normandy Beach. Right. It was certain fucking death. That door right. opened up right. on the on the exactly those. You were quite certainly going to die. Well, when I went to Iraq. And now here yeah. you got all these fucking people that are so worried about catching something. Right. You know, if you stay healthy, have you changed your habit to washing your hands? Oh, I have. Me, zero. Yeah. Zero percent. I, I still do, I do the same I still thing do I've, always this, I've always done. I've right. always, you know. Like, I, I'm not doing not, what, what, what Agent Tom's talking about, yeah. like with deconning. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I, no. Just, yeah. I go in place. I won't even wear a mask. If they ask me to put it on, I'll put on like a gator or something. Yeah. You know, but if, if not, I'm just going to go in and do my Generally, thing. Generally, I go in and do my thing. And if someone comes up to me, I, like, I got a medical condition. Yeah. And they're not allowed to ask me what it is. Right. Right. I mean. You know, bite me. Like I said, the place the the places like like Bueller's, like right. I said, their sign out there says we recommend you wear a mask. You know, yeah. if you have a medical I, condition, I'll tell you what, I've never worn one in there, and no and one's none, ever said no anything. one said a word. Right. No one said anything. Exactly right. Everybody talks to me is very That's polite. Right. They, they don't look at me like I'm I'm going to kill everybody. I, I like I like the the, right. the the one people that though that have actually said something to me about not wearing a mask. Like I I hate Walmart. But mm-hmm. there are a couple things that I get there every four or five months. Well, right. unfortunately, in a small town like like we live in, it's like there's no one place that maybe has the certain right. things you want. And that's I, the only reason because I've I even go tried to like order a bunch of stuff on Amazon to get right. away from going to Walmart. Yeah. Right. You know, because I'll gladly play, pay a lot more at Bueller's than having a yeah, at Walmart. Right. Well, I go in there and somebody, you know, someone's like, "Oh, I have a mask on." I'm like, "I got medical condition," and it's like, "Oh, you're infecting everybody." And it's like you're 500 pounds. You've <laughs> yeah. got a mask on. 
you're fine. Yeah. You know, it's, if, it's like, like your health you stay is not, the fuck away your from health me that is way. not my responsibility. That's right. Well, that's, that's right. it's the political correctness of I'm right. wearing a mask to protect you. And my, my point of it that's is all just the virtue if you're signaling too, bullshit. Yeah, if you're absolutely too afraid to go in public, then you should stay home. Yeah. That's, and that's exactly my point. Let, yeah. let the, let the Americans right. <laughs> want to go to work but, and you know, do their thing. Go. Traditionally, if you wear a mask, it's because you're sick. Right. What what it was before. And, you know, the stuff that I'm talking about, deconning and stuff like that, that was what they taught us to do in real, real pandemics. Not the, you know, if this was, if this was Ebola or, or uh, smallpox or something with a high death rate, this is what I'm telling you with the deconning and everything like that. That's what you do. Uh, This thing, I, I, I've, I have. I've changed my washing my hand habit, but not not so much. It's it's more of a a uh, I do it more than I normally used to do it, just because you touch things all the time. Do you do it more, or do you notice that you wash them? Because like right, Matt, you and I, right. I I haven't changed no. mine, but I'll tell you what, it, it from ever it right. seems that I recall right. Every so often, I'm washing my hands, and mm-hmm. and then you know when you actually pay attention to when you're washing right. your hands, I'm probably every half hour, forty five right. minutes, I it, go in, I wash my hands, and that's true, and and I haven't changed anything. It's, I've been that way for. It's kind of like you know when when somebody says, "When's the last time you saw a cop?" You're like, "Oh Christ, I can't remember it." And then you go out and you look, and you go, "Oh, there's one, there's, there's one, one, there's yeah, one, there's right. one." So this <laughs> this may be a, you know you're right. This may be more we're conscious of we're more conscious, conscious that we're it. actually yeah. washing. Yeah, our we're hands. actually counting it and thinking about yeah. it. Where before it's just a reaction. I mean, what we're taught to do. I mean, wash right. your hands after you go to the bathroom. I mean, it, it's scary going into a bathroom. I wash my hands before I go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, oh, exactly. Before and after. Yeah. Before yeah. and yeah. after. But you see, you're sitting there going, you're sitting there washing your hands. You see a guy wash in and then he goes and uses it and walks back out and you're like hey you're, you're like you're, you're, you're like you're thinking thank you for putting your dog on nasty yeah. dna all over that doorknob yeah. you know and i hate going into a bathroom and there's no paper towel so you can like get out without and touching yeah, the damn exactly. doorknob i mean it's like you, it's pull in and you no, know what nothing. here's a good exercise and stuff to yeah. work on use your toe yeah yeah even if you have to lift your leg up to get it in in there and pull and then put down exactly <laughs> i've come up with some really wild ways of opening a fucking well if you door. go into a gas station i usually walk in and i grab a, a wad of the of the napkins before i go to the bathroom just because you just never know when you're going to get in there yeah you know it's just crazy i mean it's but you notice this stuff a lot more oh, now yeah. it's like oh especially when he's in there hacking and you know in the back oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know you touch and then they like, walk out without yeah you're just like <laughs> and guess what you're yeah. still alive exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right i mean that's right it's kind of like when i went i went to i, I pretty much think i i had this in in february and uh so i go to the doctors and i talk to my doctors and she looks at everything she says yeah you pretty much had it all the symptoms is because one of the things is i had fluid in the lungs after i had Did it. you get antibody checked in no i've not got it because i'm not paying 180 bucks but well, that's the thing because yeah in february we were in louisiana mm-hmm. and i swear it went through our household michelle right. didn't feel you know right, the right. symptoms that were down to the t i mean i yeah. was like the poster child for it and yeah then, that's how we felt right and and then made it through it you know i think right. i think i was down for like i, I don't want to say down but i was I felt like hell for four or five days. Yep. Michelle was four or five days. Carly was four or five days. And then I went over to Altman and said, can you do an antibody check? They were like laughed at you. What's that? Yeah. Well, they yeah, just yeah. that and they didn't want to do it. Right. 
Right. So, I mean, and when I say they didn't want to do it, right. $180 some dollars, exactly. yeah, we'll test you. And it's like, wouldn't you think that you would want to know this? To know. Especially if you're a first responder. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, I'm a first responder. Oh, so what? And you're like, well, shouldn't we know this? But, you know, it's so, I forgot where I was going. But uh, uh, so, you know, I, I pretty much had it. So, uh, you know, I had I, I had all the symptoms. I mean, I was like the poster boy for it. And then I had to go to the doctor afterwards. And my blood pressure was still crazy. And uh, I had fluid in the lungs. So they gave me antibiotics for, so I didn't, you know, I didn't get in, have an infection and all that stuff. So I was out four days with, with the fever and the chills and the muscle right. aches and, and then feeling like somebody sat on my chest. And then I had another four days of the antibiotics in clearing that chest out. So I go back to the doctor for a checkup and I walk in and the lady's sitting there like, where's your mask? I'm like, I'm not required to wear one. Well, you need to wear one. I'm like, yeah, nah, once I again, I'm yeah. not required to wear one. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and, and besides I had it and she kind of looks around like this conspiratorial thing. And she looks over at a friend. She goes, but you can get it again. I'm like, why? She goes, you can get it again. I said, but you're missing my point. She says, what's that? And I said, it didn't kill me. Right. So why am I running around hiding if I already had <laughs> right. it and it didn't kill me? All I'm going to do is get it again. I mean, it sucked, but so does the flu and everything else we get. Yeah, yeah. You can see how it would hurt an elderly person. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Especially with ailments that they may already have and stuff like that. But, right. But like I said, when you have when you have a survival rate that fucking high. Right. And you've already on. had it. Yeah, come on. Yeah, get out. Like, get yeah. out. Do your thing. Make life worthwhile. Yeah, instead right. of hiding under a fucking. Yeah, we rock. need to get back yeah. to our real lives. That, yeah. That's the real issue here. Absolutely. I, I, I want to change gears here. I, I know okay. you, you got to get going here pretty soon. No, you're Jeff. good. You're good. I, I know. I know. We still have some time. Um, I listened to a uh, podcast the other day that I thought was really, really interesting, and I would highly recommend that everyone go and listen to it. It was an episode 144 with Suresh Madhaven on Cleared Hot which is uh, run by Andy Stump. I, I love his podcast. I, I have a lot of fun listening to his podcast. And this gentleman uh, was, was a, a, a black gentleman who was born to an Indian mother, never met his father. The dude ran off before he was born or before he could remember or what have you. I think he had uh, two older sisters or uh, like a, one older sister, one younger sister. I can't remember. I think it was two older sisters. But grew up kind of rough. Grew up in a, in a white neighborhood that didn't want... You know, the immigrant family there, because I believe his mom came from India. Um, she was working like three jobs illegally just to keep them afloat. Right. And like his his 13-year-old sister was like the one caring for, for him until she mm-hmm. got 18. Then she packed up her shit and left, you know, which I don't blame her. I mean, 13-year-old right, sure. kid would get put into like the role of mother because right. your mom's out, you know, making, working, the, you making know, the bacon. Literally right, working right, three right. jobs yeah. illegally right. because like I think she was a nurse. So she had to like go off the books forever because they only allowed to work so much as right, a nurse right. i think but she had again like three different places that she was working at so that she could just provide for the family and yeah but and, see that's that's the american dream right there exactly I mean, yeah those are the people that, that i don't i don't mind yeah they're sitting all, there doing whatever they have to do to right. take care of their family. exactly those are the ones that need to be given citizenship yeah exactly. because they're they're doing what they need to yes. the, these idiots that come over that that Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Yeah. Right. No, it, it wasn't. And then, of course, our fucking government people that are like, here, 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 here. here, here here's and your phone. Like, here's yeah, your money. What yeah. the? And it, was, it was just, it was a really interesting story because he had talked about growing up in this all-white neighborhood where they didn't want him there. Sure. And they got harassed and all kinds of trouble. And damn, it's just normal. He grew up that way. He doesn't know any different. Right. Right. And he, and he had talked about how his mom, being Indian, was like, you will be like a doctor, a yeah. lawyer, or right. whatever. Because if not, you're worthless. And, and, and no, <laughs> yeah, literally. That's and, right. Yeah. And she said. 
he said that, that she would drive up to like this area where they were doing construction and she would like slow down and stop and like yeah, if, if you don't go to yeah. school and do education you're gonna be like that yeah. you're you said some sort of translation where basically it's like mud on your hands. Right. You're going to work with mud on your hands and all these kind of things. And, and he, and he, I think he graduated high school early. He got like, again, he got harassed and all kinds of trouble all through school and all kinds of problems. Um, they ended up having to move out of their neighborhood because they've got like bricks and dynamite and shit thrown through the windows. Jeez, and it's like, yeah. yeah, like it was, it was bad. Living in New York, New Jersey kind of area, I think something like probably that. Probably Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't. I'm remember. just kidding. It was I'm some just... sort of some sort of Italian. Sure. Like everybody there is Italian. Was Whitman yeah. like his neighbor? Huh? Whitman like yeah. His neighbor. <laughs> well, it was it was really interesting because I think he graduated high school early at like 14, 15, something like oh, wow. that. Oh wow! Right. And then he went off to college, and he ended up uh, becoming like a, basically like a doctor within like a handful of years. Finished his degree. And he was doing what, what's the the clinicals where you go out and you like shadow the doctors? What yeah, they call yeah, those? yeah, yeah. Clinicals. Is it clinicals? clinicals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking like it's it's like a journeyman, but he's not yeah, a intern, journeyman. Like internship, internship, internship yeah. Uh, yeah. clinicals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he was like following these doctors and realized they're all fucking miserable. They yeah. hate oh, yeah. their lives. They don't want to be there. Right. The nurses are all shitty. They hate the doctors because the doctors are asses. Right. You know, and all these kind of things. Like I don't want to fucking do this. I don't want to live like this. So I think he tried to go into the Navy. He wanted to be a SEAL. That didn't work out. Um, oh, I remember which one you're talking. Then was, he's an air- astronaut. No, no, no. Diff- oh, different guy. That's a different one? Okay, different go guy. ahead. Because then he ended up uh, going in to be a police officer. And his mm-hmm. mother's like, you know, you're you're ruining your life. What are you right. doing? I'm so disappointed. Like, you're wasting your life, all your education, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and, Mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he ended up he ended up going off into being a police officer. And he got into this, like, uh, small town that was just it made more money than like the state troopers were where he was at sure. and this and that. And it was like super hard to get into. Everybody wanted to right. be there. And like I think he said that in the uh uh what would you call it? Like the initiation. Uh, like you would go and try to like get in and you get like tested, do all these kind of things. Right. Oh, you know, like okay. four hundred right. people show up to to this right. to try Civil to get service test. To, to try to get no it wasn't even test. It, it wasn't was like even. it was physical, it was mental, yeah. it was it yeah, was yeah. all these kind of shooting as all these kind of different things with all these different phases, right? Oh, wow. Almost, wow. Almost, I've never seen that. that no, because no, no, all yeah. of ours was you. It was almost. Took a test. We always no, took a civil no, service they test. They said it was. Yeah. And it was then almost, we did the physical. Yeah. And then depending Polygraph on where. Polygraph and yeah, things like and then that. You, yeah. Yeah. He was so saying it was, it was literally like military training. He's like, but he was wow. already training for that. Right, so right. It's like it was easy for me, all this kind of stuff. They had to, they had to do swim tests. They had to like carry dummies. They had to do all these kind of different things. It was right. really interesting. interesting. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, like they were way above and beyond what was going on. This was like early 2000s i think wow something like that but uh but he was saying like okay he went through all that did all this kind of stuff 400 people came in like right well after the first phase was like 150 left after the second phase you know, there was like 75 left you know it was like they're just whittling right. down right. and he got to like the very last phase like they were, they were literally like doing like he said they were doing like uh like combat so <laughs> you, you put on your yeah. duty belt there was like two people okay get his gun you're like no training, no nothing, just go for it. They said people were like, getting fights, breaking fingers, all these kind of things were happening. Sure. And it's like right. shit. And it's like, yeah. but he wrestled in high school, so he's like, well, sounds like yeah. Kelly McCain class. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, <laughs> or, or, or blood sport. Yeah. yeah, who knows? It's like I can handle myself, whatever. But he right. ended up like getting through and passing. But because this was like a very white, very racist kind of area, like nobody right. black, nobody of anybody of color lived there. Like he passed, but he didn't get the job. He's like, well, what the shit. Right. And then like a year, literally a year later as he's like, where I think he said he was working at like Lowe's or Home Depot, like one of those, like, you know, home correction stores. Yeah. I can't find a job doing anything else or whatever. Right. And they said they eventually called him back in, you know, and he ended up 
I think they didn't have enough reasons to not hire him. They didn't right. want to. There's no but, reason not to. But they ended up right. kind of having to hire him. And it was just—it sure. was a really interesting story. Well, now, we talked about it last time. You know, just disfunding the police. Really, we we need some police reform more. And 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 basically, what we said in defunding the police—that's all that what they need to do is the reform of the police departments because. You know, like you're saying, this guy's trying to get in this, and he's 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 overqualified. Over, and, way over, and, and that's the problem with a lot of these police departments. They look at overqualified people, and they're like, "Well, they're they're not going to stay." Where well, I think it's just like we talked before. Right, it right. used to be that to to get into law enforcement, just right. like what he did, you had to go through testing. Yep. You had to be sponsored yep. by a department before exactly. you could even go to the academy. And nowadays, it's not any right. dipshit can go. Yeah, yeah. And, and not and, not to mention with all those things that are going on. Yeah, most of the good cops aren't going right. to want to go deal with all that hassle no most of the you're good cops get, are all that, retired you're gonna get more I'm of the gone. dipshits and the assholes who Absolutely. want the power right, right. and be corrupt and to use their force and all those other was, things what i was gonna say is is they don't understand some of these overqualified people it's a calling to help the community Absolutely. and they want to do it not it doesn't have anything to do with the with the amount of education it is it's just it's the calling to help your fellow man to do this stuff and they a lot of times they overlook these these candidates because they're too afraid well they'll be bored i mean i i mean i've been through job interviews where somebody says well you in iraq you know you're this person we're not going to hire you because we don't think you like this job and you're like what the hell i mean you haven't even taken the time to talk to me or even yeah. why i'm doing this yeah. why you do know? you think so, i'm here <laughs> so yeah I, I, <laughs> I, mean, I could see where a lot of this is i mean you see it all the time uh it's just we need to start looking at stuff and there needs to be some reform but i i think it needs to be done with inside of law enforcement and i think that the current what i see in law enforcement is the problem of the yes man i mean it's government wide the yes man not right. the qualified person and that's going to be the hardest thing i think there needs to be reform on both sides especially yes. what you're yes. talking about but in the civilian world stop yes. breaking the fucking law exactly i mean you know, you know we're right. not out looking for somebody oh well right. you know right. he's black purple green whatever yeah, uh, yeah. i'm gonna go harass him i mean it has nothing to do with that but when the radio says take the call i don't know what color i'm going yeah, to no, I'm nobody just yeah to nobody the radio. says yeah nobody yeah. yeah you respond to the call you right. go to the call you don't say right. what color are they yeah exactly you don't that's not even in your mind your no, mind is okay you, we got a problem go let's do take this care of and it. how do we handle it right. right and then you get there and you got all these like you said the people that break the law and then one when you get there are total assholes and then they and then you arrest them and it's oh it's because i'm black no hey, it's because speaking you're broke of total yeah. assholes did you see what colin kaepernick said <laughs> oh no <laughs> let's abolish jails <laughs> we have to abolish are you fucking prisons. stupid yeah, yeah. What the well, fuck? well we've known that since he played for san francisco <laughs> yeah can we just <laughs> but, abolish football I yeah mean, it's i mean like, what a folly that that's but that's the mentality yeah. that i i feel the qualified law enforcement right. guys have to deal with right the it's just, uh-huh. it, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right. You're, the, we're going to have to get buy-in from from the from law enforcement needs to reform some. But I'm not. I you know I had this argument with one of my family members about it, and they think it's all racial. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm looking at her saying, I think you know, like we talked about it before. I, I was waiting for the rationalization in in the the, the Floyd case, right? I think no matter who that person was with that individual, the way he was, he would have kneeled on you or me if we acted just like George Floyd. I think right. this is the type of person he is, which we don't need in law enforcement. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, did he, and then you go back to the thing, did he violate any 
any of the policies. And if we get to the end and it says no, then we need to take Obviously a rational Obviously take a look at the yeah, policy. That, yeah, we need to take a rational look. I mean, it's it, it's kind of goes back to Gardner versus Tennessee. You know, I mean, you give the man immunity, but you change it for the greater good of society. Right. Right. Sometimes you ha- you have to do that because he didn't violate it and that's the way he was trained. And yeah, but you also can't go so far the other way like New York has done. Oh, well, yeah, I agree. Like, that, yeah, yeah, that's you, you so can't, ridiculous. You can't yeah. do basically anything to arrest him anymore. It's like, right, right. I agree. You need to be able to restrain people. Right. Yeah. Like, right. That's, that's how there, this goes. But there's always been a happy medium, and I think if everybody sits down, we can find a happy medium. And, we're, and we've gone... I mean, both sides have gone. It's it's like politics. Both sides have gone to the fringes. Yeah, I think there's. It would be easy to easier to find that happy medium because the guys, again, like you and I, right, were very close in age. Mm-hmm. But back then, the the way you got into law enforcement is you yep. had to work your ass off. And yep. nowadays, you know, there's a reason that there's a problem. Yep. It's because there are unqualified people doing that job. Yeah. And in management. Here, yeah, especially in management. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it, it drives me it drives me bananas. It's the whole to screw see up, all the stuff going. Yeah, screw up, move up. Yeah. And and it just until that changes. Right. You, we're going to continue to have this. As mm-hmm. for the racism part, what I see about the racism, the 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 BLM movements, the Antifa, all these, they're the only ones that are spreading racism. Right. Because I don't see it. And and when I say I don't see it, I'm talking like Tom, right. when we get a call, not that I get them anymore because right, I'm done right. with it, but when yeah, you get a call. Because you're retired. Yeah. When you get a call, you never asked what. You, it never crossed your mind. Right. You went and you helped, whether black, yeah. white, yellow, red, it yeah. didn't matter. You were there to right. to help in that situation. Treat people as people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were the definitely. moderator because there was, uh, you know, yeah. something going on in the home, you separated them. If yep. there was uh, obviously physical harm, you removed one right. of them. Right, exactly. It, it, you didn't give a shit whether they were black, white, they were people. Gray. Yeah, they're yes. people. Yeah. They're humans. I and mean, that's what that's why we got into this job. Most of us got yep. in it to to help people, and it didn't matter. Yeah, and and I really feel like you know, like we're talking before, if you make one group special, and then another group not special this is where you start getting racism and you're yeah. getting you get people that are mad and you get things <laughs> what was you know? the old saying about all the kids that didn't get uh that uh, got trophies just for participating yeah, yeah exactly. they're now grown up <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i mean it's it's you know i mean my thing of it is is the other thing is scary is how few people actually understand the law and what it is it's like uh i had an argument with uh about about with people about well you know that kid shouldn't have done this or this person should have done that and i'm like but the law says you shouldn't do that but it doesn't matter and i'm like that's why he's in trouble because the law said you know it does matter it does matter (laughs) and you got you you we've got it that's the other thing is education of the people what the law is and get you know because we have so many people that believe our laws are what's on tv which is not even close to what's going on yeah which is hilarious yeah i mean it's uh uh it, it's crazy what you see on like I, I was watching Longmire, you know, and I'm like watching and he's got a death and he's got a death and he's got a death and he's got a death. I'm like, you've got you got you and two deputies or you and three okay. deputies in a little town and you've got a higher death homicide rate, rate, yeah. rate than when I was at Dallas, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. But, you know, that's what sells these shows. It's like it's it just, you know, reality TV is not reality. And I think most people get their ideas of what you can and can't well, do Most people on have TV. no idea of what the real world is really like. Right. Yeah. And that's right. the thing is like, you see a lot of these, uh, I hate to say it, like, 
young white kids mm-hmm. out protesting for Black Lives Matter and all this and that. And like, yeah, and they have no fucking You've never clue. been right. oppressed in your life. That's right. You don't even know right. what it feels like. Right. You have no idea. And, and you're more offended than them. Yeah, whereas, whereas you've got this gentleman, Suresh, you know, and he's, yeah. he's been right. discriminated against his entire life. Exactly. He's had all kinds of issues. He wanted to be a police officer to, right. to save people, serve the community. Exactly. And it's this basically like an Aryan kind of area where they've never right. had black people there. They've never dealt with black people. They, they, right. they didn't want to hire him, but they had to because they didn't have a recourse against him. And they were right. like, right. they were against him his entire career. And they eventually, you know, like made up some bullshit and kicked him out. It's a crazy story. You have yeah, to go listen yeah. to the episode. I, I believe it's, it. It's so amazing. But even, even with him, with all the racism that he's seen, mm-hmm. he's experienced himself. Right. He's still advocating for like, guys, right. yeah. like if, if you don't want to get shot by the cops, don't but be that's, criminals. That's yeah. exactly if, my if, point. If you don't want to comply. Yeah. yeah, if, if, yeah. You, if you don't want to have the stigma against you, like these young black males, right. it's like, then don't perpetrate more than 60% of all the You're crimes. You're going to hear of another exactly. case that just, you know? just recently happened. I'm, I haven't done enough research on it, but I just saw the video of, um, and I only saw a snippet about this long, uh, white cop, big black guy gone at it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as he's trying to restrain him, they went to the ground and he reached for something in his right. waistband and the cop pushed himself off, drew his weapon. And as soon as the guy turned and started facing him, he pop, 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 pop. That was the end of the video. I don't know what right, happened with right. it, but it's a, it's a perfect example of, you know, exactly. someone, someone, uh, by said, the, "Oh, was this justified?" Well, right. you you didn't see the whole thing, so right. who knows? Yeah, let's let's see the dash cam. Right. Let's, let's yeah. see the body so cam. Like we don't, don't know yet. Yeah, but what was interesting is to see some of the people's responses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like uh, you'd never see this happen to a white guy. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. You, the guy, the white guys that resist or act stupid. Exactly. They get the same thing. Yeah, and, I, I never, I mean, let me tell you, I mean, when I was out there, if somebody did, it didn't matter what they were, it's what they were doing. You right. know, you profile more on, beha- you Their profile behavior. on behaviors right. than you do on color or anything. You know, Absolutely. if somebody's acting suspicious and flirtive and looking around and, you know, the whole behavior signs, it didn't matter what yeah. color they were. It's the, it's the behavior that they do that you cue on and you're like, okay, this guy's looking around. It's yeah, like when you're driving up doing? and you see an officer talking to somebody, you see somebody looking around like this, you're like, oh, we got, you know, it's just, it's a general behavior and, and you get so good at it. You'll be driving down the street and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I need to go over there. And nine times out of 10, when you turn, yeah, when even see, just talking when, to yeah, him, when it, you turn it, it's like, poof, like they run everywhere. It's like, like you 5-0! turn the light on and the cockroaches yeah, yeah, took yeah, off. Yeah. I mean, it, it is five. Oh, they're gone. You're like, Oh yeah. crap. You know, but it, it's, I can't ever remember ever. And, and you because everything happens so fast. You, you're sitting there, you're talking to somebody. And if you don't want to get shot by the police, don't assault the police, right? You know, why, why the police are there? Yeah, because you were comply, called. get comply. arrested, hire a lawyer, yeah, exactly. figure it out later. Be exactly. Alive. Exactly. And, and when you're, when you're committing a crime and you fight with the police and you reach for their gun, you you just I mean you uh, just stepped it up. Yeah, my my question and is, are, did you are you trying to commit suicide by right. police? I mean, it, it's what, just, what are you guys' thoughts on jujitsu? And I and I've heard of this a lot recently on different podcasts I listen to. Now, granted, they all are big proponents of jujitsu. They've started jujitsu or their black belts and all these kind of things. And they're saying we would love to see all police officers being able to train and not like on their own and off to the side. Like, right. No, like make it part of the curriculum. Yeah, like, part of the curriculum. Yeah, because like let's be honest, like you don't want the cops' first thing to be is go from like you know tell you to stop, right. get my taser out. I'm gonna right. now I'm gonna shoot you. Right. Like yeah. and like, like here's the here's the problem with it, and and this is just my opinion. Right. 
I've now put my hands on you. Yes. Right. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's force. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's force. Absolutely. Um, see, I don't know how to how to explain. It. I yeah, mean, I, let me. I'm see glad if, I'm out. Right, let me put right. it that way. I'm really I'm really glad I'm out. We we have this issue with with jujitsu, right? And this is this is what I this is my take on it, and what I've said to people in my region when we deal with this. I said I don't mind anybody learning jujitsu. I don't mind it being yeah, part either, of, the, right. of the curriculum. However, I look at that at ground fighting as number five on the on the continuum. Number one is officer presence. Right, right? you got to teach these people to be. Uh, confident in their job, Absolutely. they know what they're doing. That's the biggest thing. And know you, their skill set, right? You go back. You go back to Newhall. They said, "I knew I could take them." The dude wasn't confident. There's there's a confidence in police, right? And there's competency in police. And this is something that we seem not to teach: common sense and treating people like people. So you have to have officer presence, and then you go from there to hands-on approach. You know, standing straight up. I need to be able to do things with you. Handcuffing. You know, right. hands-on handcuffing. Handcuffing is the second most area where you're going to get into some kind of problem is the minute you reach back there and the Velcro goes, that's when 90% of the people bolt or do it. Or when you first touch them, it's those two things is where most of the stuff happens. So that's 99% of your job right there. You're talking to people and handcuffing people, right? Knowing how to do that competently and, and professionally. That's what, that's where that criminal makes up his mind. What am I going to do? Uh, then you get into hand to hand combat. Right. Just doing what you know how to do with your hands. And then after that, it's intermediate weapons. Right. Right. And then your firearm with intermediate weapons, it goes all the way to firearm. You I mean, to, to grab your baton or your taser or your gun, you have to be at a position of advantage. If you're not, they're just going to take it away from you and feed it to you. Right. So you got to teach them when to draw their weapons and things like that. Then my last one is ground fighting. When all these things fail, that's where you're going to end up is on the ground. So then you teach ground fighting. But a lot of these places skip all the four and before in this we just go straight into ground fighting so you get officers almost programmed to take somebody down and right and it's like what the hell are you doing yeah i sit back and i critique it and i, I right. wish i had more of when i was doing things right why did you hit him with your baton so that i could critique myself because right. when i sit right. there and watch i'm like i would have never fucking done that yeah why are you I, rolling I, around on the ground yeah them? why are you why did <laughs> right. you take him to the ground and roll around yeah, with exactly them? yeah but yeah. i don't think that they're um advocating it for like that aspect of like actually like rolling around and fighting i think it's more about the handcuffing and controlling i agree because if you know how to control someone like, right you know it, it's a lot right. easier to get them to comply no right. and i agree and like right. i said i i it doesn't bother me being on the right. curriculum me i'd either. love to see it on the curriculum is i'm it, looking at the devil's advocate side of, of course it, that yeah. as soon as you because put you your guys hands have real world somebody, experience right. with this yeah as soon as most you, people have no idea yeah, I mean, you, yeah you have to be able to justify why right. i even touched you yeah Okay, and in today's climate, right? Why do you think we're yeah? Why do you think we're having so much trouble with it? Because nobody wants to get the fuck away from you. Don't you can't touch me? Oh, I I can do what I I mean. It's like a bunch of goddamn spoiled brats out there. Well, that's what they are. Yeah, Yeah. and 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 they don't get the fact. Sitting there with their cameras. Yeah, if the law says this, follow the fucking law. It's not difficult. It really isn't difficult. It's not difficult to have a good conversation with someone that I don't agree with politically. Right. I mean, it's as long as they don't start yelling and screaming. Correct. Because once yeah. you go there, you can't have a conversation. It's, been, it's not a conversation. It's a tantrum. Yeah. No, it you really is. You can't have a conversation yeah. with someone. Even, even way back, did, have you ever walked away from an arrest just out of curiosity? Just not did it? Yeah. 
I've, I've walked back and called for backup because the dude was too big. I mean, why am I going to go over there and try to arrest somebody? I can't, I, I I actually, can't deal with it. I've, I've had like two two in my whole career mm-hmm. that the guy, you could see he was getting so upset or whatever. And I, I've actually, I actually walked away from him. Like, I was like, do me a favor. I said, don't do this again. Right, right. Fine, fine, fine. You know, and, and I'm like, go to your house. I'm I'm leaving. Take a chill. And I left. Yeah. And you know, it's it's all What do you do? I mean, if right. somebody is absolutely uh, vehemently upset about right. something, For something, try and talk sign to a them. minor. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. it was one of those things that one it wasn't worth me right. hurting him or me getting hurt. I was just like, "You know what? Hey, you know, you go in your house, don't do this again. I'm leaving." And it was Right, right. Like like three and a half hours later, the guy came into the station and said, this is what I did and and so-and-so, and, and we went through right. the whole thing. And I didn't. E- I, I never even did paperwork on him. Well, I just told him leave. I was like, it's done. Well, the other thing when you're talking about is don't touch people is, is you see one officer trying to take on more than he could chew. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's the other thing is, is some <laughs> of this. It's so easy to yeah, say. Yeah. Here, yeah exactly. here we go. Yeah. So, you know uh, – that's the other thing about some of this training is it, some of these people get a little bit of training and they think they're, they, they can just do whatever they want to do. And no matter all the training that you have, there's still, it, it's kind of like there's no replacement for displacement. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with, with me going against a guy three times my size, yeah. even if I know everything and I'm Billy badass, the martial artist, the dude that can bench 600 pounds can just pick me up and throw me around like a doll. You know, you can tell the older veterans and stuff like yeah. that. You talk them into the handcuffs. You don't fight them into yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Talk them into yeah. it. Rather <laughs> than I mean, fight them. That, and, and, yeah. Or or you sit back like you said. I'm, hey, yeah. you know what? I'm backing off. Yeah. I need ten guys. Or he, yeah. I, you know, if he gets away, he gets away. But it's like you know. Well, that's the thing. If they get away, they get away because you can always circle back. Right. Uh, in 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever right. it may be, and they're going to be they're going to be back doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely, they are. So that that's the other thing is I I, I believe in in all the training you can in there, but it's got to be put in its proper pro- context when you put it into the overall lesson plan. Is is what I is is my main thing on jujitsu being taught to law enforcement. I think it's a good thing. I think it's great, but it can't be. It, the go-to. Yeah, it can't. Yeah. yeah, it can't be the go-to, and it's not. It, you can't put the cart in front of the horse. You always have to have the horse in front of the cart, and and making a good balanced program. I mean, there's jujitsu and ground fighting is invaluable if you end up there, but it shouldn't be where you go. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's not the first corner. Right. Right. I mean, in in ninety percent of your job is officer presence. It's it's what you. It's how you come off to your people when you go in there, and most of these people, you know, and and like they said to me. This is one thing that I learned in law enforcement, right, is, is is if you go into a into a building and you deal with a person and you start off as an asshole, you have nowhere to go yeah, but guess, be an asshole. Yeah, that's right. Right? But if you go in there and you're a person and you treat the person like a, like a human being and you go through and that person's an asshole, you can always go to asshole, but you can never go back. Right. And that's what that's one of the things that was on, two things. You got the same philosophy right. because the same thing we right. teach our students and stuff is be thinkers before shooters, right. or be thinkers before asshole. Exactly. <laughs> and the other thing is, you never tell anybody to do something more than three times. Right. Then you make them do it, and that's been like the mantra of training in, in my law enforcement career. I will tell you something three times. At three times, I'm not going to sit there and say, "Damn it, I told you." Now right. it's now it's hand no, on hands now on it's hands on right. So it's it's you got to learn when your action when you stop talking and you start acting. 
And the other thing of it is, is, is you never bluff anybody. If I can't arrest you, I'm not going to come in there and start telling right. you what to do. And this is what I think we get in a lot of places is, is people bluff their way in and I'm the police. And you're going to do what I tell you to do. And then the next thing you know, they have no reason to be putting hands on somebody. And then all of a sudden you're on news channel six getting your ass kicked because <laughs> yeah. you should But unfortunately, have done it. I think it's, it's a lack of knowledge. Right. But more importantly, a lack of training. Training. Yeah. Oh, that's, training. What, that's what it all boils yeah. down to. Absolutely. They is. need yeah. more training, yep. period. End of story. Yep. Now, Jeff, I know you got to get out of here. Yeah, no worries. So, man. um, it's been fun. This is always, I, like, I always love. It's coming, so funny because like we're talking before, like what are we gonna talk about? I don't know. Yeah, it's like we're not sure. And we just we get going. And here, here we Down are. Down the rabbit hole. That's it. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jeff, you have any closing thoughts? Uh, no, just uh, you know, from the last conversation or last part of the conversation we had, I, I just wish people would start using their heads more. Right. And I Common I sense. say that on both sides. 100 oh, percent. Law enforcement as right. well it's as everyone. The community. Everyone. And if the community can't get their heads out of their ass and keep supporting bad behavior, you're never we're never going to get right. through this. And and it goes on both sides. Like I said, it, I agree 100 percent right. with what you said. You go in and your first part of being there is I'm an asshole. Right. There's no going back. Right. You've got to learn how to go in and talk to people. The situation. Yeah. Right. Defuse it. That's and, your job. And, and then it goes Assess from and this use. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it goes from level one to however, but you right. know, I just, I, I'm hoping that, that, uh, people start pulling their heads out of the backside and, and start, uh, living with people again you right. know i mean it's not us against you or anything like that we're all in this together it takes a village to raise absolutely yep. Yep. absolutely yeah so i mean that's that's just it we need to we need to start gelling back together and we need to start uh, we're everybody's at the fringes and and the right. fringes are calling the shot the silent majority and the majority is not calling the shots and that's where it needs to change. We right. need to start gelling as communities and working as communities and treating everybody within the community with dignity and respect. I agree. But to do that, I think people need to stay off of social media and get well, away yeah. from all the things yeah. that they're well, doing. You know, I think that's what's driving all this because like when I talk to people right. like, they're all loving, caring, wonderful people. I, just, I don't care if they're right. political background or their ethnical backgrounds or anything. It doesn't matter. Like, I can talk to them, and we're all great. But if you get online, you see the stuff horns in the news. Come out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you see things on social media, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everything's horrible. Oh, my God, everybody's racist and horrible. And That's you're, right. You're prejudiced and this and that. And it's like, guys, let's all come. I'm so ready for this fucking election to be over. Oh, I am too. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I just, let's, let's just get on with our lives. Let's see what yeah. happens. Whether Harris runs the show or Trump runs the show. Because yeah. we, all, we all know it's <laughs> we not, not going to be. Biden. Fucking Biden. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. So let, yeah, let, let's yeah. just get on with it. Let's see what's going on. Let's let's move on with our lives. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to get back to normal. Stop. I'm just praying everybody gets educated about everybody that's running for office because I tell you, there's so much misinformation out oh, there yeah. that's I mean, spend spend you know a couple of hours go yeah. in and look at what these people voted for yeah. what they really stand for yeah. what they believe in look at not, their careers not what party they're attached to the no, party no. party's but, irrelevant yeah it's irrelevant if you look at the history of people and what they've done what they've lost what they've gained from being in office right. that should tell you everything and stop being bl just blindly following your party because I agree 100% with you. Yeah. It doesn't matter the party. We shouldn't have parties. We're all no, Americans. That's right. I, agree. We're I all don't American. give two shits about the D and no. the R. No, We're absolutely all fucking not. Americans. We're all Americans. Let, That's let me right. ask you one thing. Has anybody seen the, uh, the show, uh, the, the Social Dilemma on Netflix? 
I've heard of it. It's a no, I haven't documentary. watched it. Yet. It's it's on it's on Facebook and Twitter and all these social media, and it's it's worth watching to see. I've heard what, good things about yeah, it. And it's, it's called it's, Social Dilemma. Yeah, it's, social it's like dilemma. A, a documentary. Yeah, and it's on all cool. the people that actually made this, and and it goes back into like what you were saying is is how people act and way it was designed and what it does and way it's been used to to basically to separate us. And it, it, it's worth everything. It's worth watching. And, and some of it's, you know, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but you, it kind of explains a lot of what, where we are now and why we're where we are, where we, we're, we got to have likes. And, and if somebody doesn't like oh, us, absolutely. we're committing suicide and in, in, in the teens and how they didn't have the suicides rank went, went crazy on different things. So it goes into all that stuff and, and how they social engineering engineer you to, to, to like and send you things. And once you watch it, they like, yeah, they you, you, become, you literally become addicted. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and you become, you're the product because you're not Is paying it because because we're old that we don't become like I mean there's there's times yeah. that I won't look at social no, media. No, because I've got right friends thing. that are my age or older yeah. who are super addicted to their phones. Right. Really? Because right. there's super there's times addicted. that like I'll check out Instagram or whatever and then it, right. it'll all of a sudden it'll be like the next month and I'll be like, Oh, I wonder what's going on. You know? Yeah, and, I mean, and I, that, me too. I mean it's, it's be days. Yeah, it's it could be days, it could like, be I used weeks. To, I used right. to check it multiple times a day. Really? And, and I realized very quickly it's like I need uh, grant, I got away from it for different reasons. Right. But once I was away from it for months, I realized right. I don't miss it. Right. Like there's a couple right. of people that I miss chatting with like on Facebook and like sure. commenting on their stuff. Sure. There's a right. couple of people like that, but I can literally think of like 10. Right. Right. Yeah, you there's know, not a like, whole lot. I can text them. I'll tell you <laughs> what I exactly. like. It's not that big of a I'd deal. Text you. I, I feel like I'm addicted to podcasts. I mean, I love oh, coming here with you yeah, guys, yeah. but I also, I listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to Jocko. I yeah. listen. Right. And I, have you listened to Clear Hot with Andy Stump? No, but you I, love I, him. when you said got, that, I'm going to check look him, him out. Up. Right. Yeah. Well, so, start I, but that's my kind I of. I drive all the time, so I listen to either yeah. audio books or podcasts. Well, here's the yeah. thing is like, I, I spend a lot of my time in the car. And, it, and at work, I usually have mm-hmm. Joe Rogan playing in the background because sure. it's more right. entertainment. Right. You know, right. But, but if there's like a really good one, I'll listen to it two, three, four right. times to try to catch some of the things. But when I'm driving, like I'm driving to work, if I'm driving to mm-hmm. jujitsu, if right. I'm driving home and doing whatever, it's like I want to listen to podcasts. I want to be yeah. learning. Right. Yeah. I don't Speaking of just... jujitsu, how's it? Did you go to the new gym? We had talked about you going to a new gym. Did you? I've I've been in the new gym since January. God, am I behind? So <laughs> how's uh, it been going? It's, it's, I mean, I been, knew you were excited about going. It's right. been really interesting. Uh, it's it's a really tough environment. Right. It's much different than the one I was at before. It was very much family oriented. Sure. It was very much laid mm-hmm. back. It was very chill. This one, it's hard hitting. Like yeah, you said days, it was really intense. That's there's why I was days like it really that. sucks being in class. Yeah, you feel accomplished mm-hmm. when it's over. You know, but like it fucking blows because you're just getting your ass kicked all the time, which sure. is hilarious mm-hmm. to me because I'm a big, strong, right, right, athletic right. guy. I'm right. like, and it's right. like, I'm, I'm granted, I, I normally roll with uh, one brown belt, one purple belt, and then one blue belt who's kind of been brought up by the, the brown and purple belt. Right. Those guys are kind of training partners, essentially. And it's like, I roll with mostly those three guys. Right. And they kick my ass. <laughs> Like all the time, so <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's, so, it's so hilarious because like the the other day Devin was like, "Hey, what's your go to after Delhiva?" Which is like a good transitionary guard from like open guard. Okay, and I'm like, 
that's adorable. Like I lay on my side and you're inside control the whole time. Like this is where it's at. Like I don't, I don't go anywhere because you shut my game down. Right. It's, it's hilarious. I, I use mass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I was the like, same guy, Devin. I was literally giving him a shit the other day. I'm like, why are you picking on the guy who's bigger and stronger than you? This is right. ridiculous. As he's sitting on my chest and I right. can't, and I can't get can't him move. off. Yeah. And I'm like, like, this is like, it's, it's so crazy. Cause again, me being a big, strong right, guy, right. I'm like, I should, I weigh more than 100 pounds than he does. That's awesome. Right. You know, I'm. And then he's yeah, I was kick, curious how and he's going. kicking my I ass. It's, it's cool. interesting. See how fast time goes. There, I, was, I didn't. Can't, I exactly. can't believe it. There, that there's was there's times that it drives me yeah. nuts. Like I, God, it's, it's. I hate to even admit this. Like I literally cried on Thursday <laughs> in class. Literally, it was such a hard day of training. That's awesome. And we get to the end. We only have like three three six minute rounds to roll. And of course, I roll with like a brown belt, and I go to like a purple belt, and then I, I'm rolling with no, I was rolling with uh, Tyler uh, second. He's a blue belt, and uh, I got into this situation where it's like my ribs have really been bothering me. I don't know if they're bruised. <laughs> nothing's out of place because my chiropractor's been taking care of stuff, so I know nothing's sure. separated or anything. You're just but getting it, old. It, it just hurts. Yeah. If somebody, if somebody, Welcome to the club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if somebody touches them, like I literally, yeah. I literally it yell. Like yeah. it hurts so much, and like I switch positions, and I land on basically on his elbow. Like right into my ribs, Ooh. and I, I instantly like smelled chlorine. I almost got sick. Like it hurt. <laughs> it hurt that bad. Right. I got up, like walked off, sat down along the wall. I couldn't sit. I had to lay down, and I'm laying there, like, and everything hurts. I literally like tears are coming down from my eyes. I'm like, <laughs> oh god, I'm pathetic. What is <laughs> going on? <laughs> you just like holy great. shit. Well, that's the. I mean, if you, you listen to Jocko and all that, that's that's shit. You you have to you have to have happen to you to realize that you can live through it. The time the time that right. I wasn't worried about living through. I was worried yeah. about breathing through. Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> you go. But the, if you're out there in a fight and that happens, you, you know you can. Take it. You know you can take it. See, yeah. that's, yeah, it's that's like that, I think there was like that's a, punishment and training. I think it was just over a minute left in that round. You know, so I was already right. tired from the round, and then I'm like laying on the side for about two minutes, I would say, and then I get up, and then uh, Devin needed somebody to roll with, so I roll with Devin. And then at some point, he hit my arm. I was like, ah, he's like, Are you okay? I'm like, yes, no, but it's all right. Keep yeah, going, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all I'm like, oh god, yeah. I'm so stupid. That's awesome. Man. <laughs> I should take some time off and heal my ribs up, but I'm an idiot, so <laughs> I keep going back you'll to class. Be, we'll be, you'll be fine. Yeah. It'll you'll callus be, up. Yeah. You'll be like me. I mean, trying to rehab my shoulder. Shoulder matrix, shoulder matrix. It's like yeah. I'm not stopping. I just keep doing shoulder matrix. Even everybody says take a week off. I'm like nah. It's yeah. Like, so the jujitsu has been interesting because it's been very humbling. That's you cool. know, but like yeah. my parents were asking me actually yesterday, like why do you keep doing it? And like, like I believe every grown man should learn how to fight. Absolutely. Right? And I and I believe that this is the most realistic way of fighting. Yeah. You know, and it's like I've never been in a fight in my life, and I never want to get into a fight sure. in my life, but. If nothing else, it's it's you're prepared for it's, it. It's definitely yeah. great training, and it's yep. just something to do. And I can't just sit at home and do nothing. Yeah, so that's awesome. Now man. that the fact that my lifting career is taking a shit and it's right. over, it's like it's something else to work on. Right. You know? Yeah, like old Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan to get punched into that. <laughs> that's, that's right. right. That's yeah. right. Speaking like, of that, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to that fight. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. is yeah. that? I Him and Roy Jones. I think right? it's uh, November or December. That's so awesome. it's it's coming yeah. up really fast here. So I'm, I'm quite excited I, for that fight. I can't remember who I was talking to, but they said something about watching or seeing Mike Tyson in, in like his training camp or whatever. Oh man! And I guess I guess it's like I've seen is, some, this is awesome. I've seen some you know? videos like for a 50 year old man who's been pumped full of God knows what yeah. steroids he's taking. Yeah. It's like yeah, exactly. dear God, it's a scary man. Yeah, it could be something. And, and, and he basically came out and said like. 
you know, the, the gods of war have reignited my ego. And it's like, right. yeah, it's an exhibition, sure, yeah. but he doesn't know what that means. No, that's yeah, right. He's going to go out there and try to kill Roy Jones yeah, Jr. Right. Knock his head right <laughs> off his shoulders. Oh, man. Yeah, he's over there eating raw meat. It's no, going to be a crazy fight. I'm, I'm excited for that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm so, more excited for that than I was the, the McGregor uh, Mayweather uh, fight, which yeah. was fun. I loved that. Yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah. But Ho- Hopefully for the old boy that he doesn't have a uh, – who's that um, – Oh, I lost his name, but the the guy he fought and lost, uh, the old guy Holyfield. Okay, he doesn't oh, have like yeah. a Holyfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bit his ear off. Holy <laughs> doesn't have a flashback to that. God, if, let's yeah. hope not. If, if I can't win, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm eat, all on I'm you. I'm gonna eat him. I hope, <laughs> yeah. hope those the ears of weed have mellowed yeah. him out a little bit. Yeah, dear yeah. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll stop rambling here. We can go for another two hours. Yeah, I'm easily. sure. All right, well. Uh, Jeff, tell them one more time where they can go to get classes from you guys. Uh, you can come to Instruments of Freedom in Worcester on uh, 426 East Liberty Street. Uh, phone number is 330-601-0488. Or you can go to our website at ioftwtg.com. And they are on Instagram and Facebook. I don't remember what those are at the top of my I head. Don't either. Jeff doesn't know because he's old. Because <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> but we'll get those in the show notes for you guys to check out. And I'm sure they're in previous episodes. You want to go check those out as well. Anything with uh, Ethan, when they'd be on there as well. So, uh, uh, Tom, always a pleasure having you on. Yep. Jeff, pleasure as well. Always fun. Yeah, my well, thing is if, you, if you're out there and you haven't had training, go get it. Yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's, uh, Any kind of training. Yeah, because yep. you don't want to be – you don't want to have the shit hit the fan and, you're, and you have no training and you don't know what to yeah. do. And if yep. you're not in this area and you don't know what good training looks like and you can't go to Instruments of Freedom, call Jeff at the store. Yeah, He'll absolutely. look some places yep. up and tell you what's good and what's not. Because yep. there are a bunch of shysters out there. Yep. Dear God. All, <laughs> all, all over. Stay away from uh, the shysters. We'll get yep. you some good training. Just let us know what you absolutely. need and we'll take care of you. But anyway, boyos, always a pleasure. We'll definitely do this again soon. Thanks, guys. Good seeing you. We will see you guys next time. All right. Well, that wraps up another great episode. It's always fun to sit down with those boyos. We always have a great time. And hopefully you guys enjoyed that as much as I know that we did. Because... These guys have some real-world experience. They have some great things to say, especially about what's all been going on with the police and the riots and the protests and all that kind of good stuff. And just, just uh, I guess, law enforcement in general. I guess just the society right now. Everything's, everything's been so crazy. And it's so, it's so great to be able to sit down with people who... You know, obviously, have lived that world. They know what it's going on. Obviously, Agent Tom is still an agent. He's still dealing with those kind of things. And Jeff hasn't been on the force for a long time because, well, he got tired of getting shot at and stabbed. So, so now he's doing the firearms training. But he mostly works a lot with law enforcement. You know, obviously, he does work with civilians as well. But most of what they do is with law enforcement. So they're still very actively involved in what's what's all going on with all of that kind of good stuff. So it's, it's really just, it's great to be able to hear what they have to say, ha- have their opinion out, and just obviously, you know, if, if you don't agree with it, you know, just, just listen to what they're saying and then just maybe believe more, like, not believe more, but hopefully it makes you think more about what you believe, if that makes sense. That's what, that's what I always try to do with people who have differing opinions. Like, I try to listen to what they're saying, try to see it from their point of view, and then I'd see how I can apply that to my life. And a lot of times it doesn't change my mind. It just helps me solidify more and more of what I believe. I, I don't believe in all of this bullshit of going in there and just screaming and yelling at people who believe something different. I believe that that's where we've gone wrong. And I, I believe really that social media is talking. Because if you sit down with most rational people nowadays, I really believe that most most people are, are good people and they mean well. And 
And we, we can just agree to disagree about these things. But hopefully we can all come together as a country because boy, oh boy, do we need it now more than ever. If you guys are still listening, I can't tell you how much I appreciate all the support, all the listens, all the likes, all the comments. It, it really means the world to me, but I could still use your help to get the show bumped up in the rankings. It, what, what helps the most right now is to go out and leave five-star reviews. If you could do that, I would greatly appreciate it. You know, have fun with it. Make them entertaining. You know, do what you want to do. You have full creative license. Have have a good time with it. But I, that that's the best thing we can do to get the shows bumped up in the rankings and get new people listening to it. Obviously, you know, talking about it with your friends and sharing it on social media uh, or just telling people about it. Obviously, that's that's probably the, the best way. The word of mouth is always the best way, you know, to, to market anything anymore. This, this is all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.